Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron Soul podcast, and it has been a fucking minute since I've done a, a show. I can't, it's been a while, I can't even remember the last one I did. I, uh, shit, who, I don't remember who it was, but uh, some things have happened between um, that one and this one, and then I got a little lazy, so here we are. I'm super stoked to have Bryce on, Bryce Campbell on the podcast today from um, the J- Rivers Jiu-Jitsu gym. We had chatted about this, doing this back kind of sort of December when we were at AGF in Tulsa and then a, um, I don't know, a couple months ago at um, class. And so welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Right I'm on. I'm so excited. Like, yeah. I was kind of nervous this morning. I went and did like a whole routine that I normally do for like getting ready for jujitsu practice. So oh, really? I went up to like the Merc and I got my heartbeat, like juice press. So I was like, dude, I got to get Jesus, ready. Jesus, he's got to get ready for the show. <laughs> I didn't realize people got nervous for these type of things. I know they do, but mm-hmm. it's not that. Your beard, dude, looking good. Thank you. Thank I wish you. we're not on YouTube yet. Someday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, looking good. It's growing in. Yeah. It's I, nice. uh, I had like a little... Um, time when it was getting a little unruly and then i had them them shape it up last time i got my hair cut so where do you get your hair cut uh normally i go back to topeka and oh, okay. there's this um mexican guy that cuts my hair at this little like hole in the wall nice spot down there on like it's like on the south end of california and oh, yeah. like 29th i mm-hmm. think so but when i'm not there this girl that i went to high school with she cuts hair here in lawrence so i'll go and see her sometimes nice the place that i go or used to go to get my hair cut and I used to go get my beard trimmed because I was talking to him yesterday because Otto went and got a little little trim yesterday. And I was talking to him. They, because there's so many um, barbers, they still, Lawrence, Douglas County, um, won't let them fucking trim beards. You have to be what? a solo <clears throat> yep. in, by yourself to trim a That's beard. Stupid. Fucking stupid. I hate that. I fucking hate this shit right now. I only have like one guard on my beard trimmer, so. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. It's, is it the shortest one or the longest? One? It's like I think it's three eighths of an inch, okay. so it's a little. Too, I don't know. It's a little too short sometimes. because uh, I, I have like a couple of patches that don't grow in, so mm. I need like the length to like fill it. Uh, um. So yeah, when I use that, I don't know. I I have an old wall trimmer, and um. I'm missing a few attachments and then I always forget which one I like. And I usually go too short and I'm like, God, <laughs> do it too short. And then just like, it's too short. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn it. But I, there's this point where I have started to not like it long. Um, especially since I can't have somebody taper it. Like I like a good tapered beard, you know, mm-hmm. like shorter mm-hmm. on the sides and down and a little longer in front. But because the fucking Douglas County and their dumb bullshit, um, I can't, I don't know how to taper it, so I just fucking yeah. trim it. When my beard gets too long, like doing jujitsu, like it just gets pulled. Ah. And then like after practice, I'll notice like my chin will be like sore or not sore, but like the skin feels like irritated and like tender. So oh. yeah, I don't know. I kinda like especially under the neck. That's really like guys with it have big beards and then like long hair like Sam. So yeah. annoying trying to choke them because yeah. I feel like it gets in the way, and then I also don't want to just like be like ripping their hair out. I I, I always find it, you know. Um, I rolled with Marvin one time. Shout out to Marvin, um, but he got all sensitive about I had like I was I was very rarely do I ever get a good position on him, but somehow he let me have a good position, and I was pulling his beard hair, and he's like all like, oh my beard hair, and I'm like, 
trimming you're up. freaking you out about your you are freaking out about your beard hair i never like it never fucking hurts me like mm-hmm. when i grow i'll grow it long and it'll get pulled care okay. i don't know there's something. so maybe last, i have no basic <clears throat> nerves or something i don't know last night at work um so i work at Luis's downtown for people that don't know it's a bar um I do bar backing a little bit of bartending um and some bouncing but uh i was working at the front door and i was just kind of like watching the people and this one guy he had like the what kind of braids do you call it like the braids that go down on both sides of the head the braids I, um like he was native american he had very long hair and his hair was like like down past his like chest uh-huh. and uh i just call them side braids yeah he had like those two side braids and i was like looking at him like dude i could so do like a double collar snap down with your hair like that like that's terrible like you don't want to have that (laughs) have you do you listen to um other people's podcasts like uh lex friedman or joe rogan yeah like that Uh, i listen to lex friedman's podcast whenever he has martial arts guys on he had a i don't know who was talking he was talking to joe rogan one time about um, things, but then he was talking about somebody who's like, Joe Rogan gets so mad at me for wearing a tie because he just thinks that I'm, um, it's just a thing to choke me with. And he gets so mad mm-hmm. at me for wearing it. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. But I don't know. I think if you're good enough at jujitsu that yeah. if you were wearing a tie, you'd be okay. Yeah. I think Lex And you can un- undo it pretty quickly, too. Yeah. And, you know, they don't, it's, it's a, <clears throat> if you don't know how a tie works. I mean, you have to use both hands to, like, to cinch, cinch it, it yeah. up. So. Yeah. It would just be control. Mm-hmm. And Lex is, you know, like a really badass black belt. So I've actually, I've never seen him roll. So there's, I've seen a video of him roll like right before he got his black belt. I think it was pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's one of those dudes that you, um, I aspire to be like, cause he's so fucking smart and mm-hmm. so kind mm-hmm. and then just a demon. Yeah. Right. So he sounds like a badass. I mean, yeah. he did the four by four by 48 challenge. Did he end up doing that? I, th- I never I thought he did. I don't, I, mean, I heard he said he was, was going to do that. It, so I just assumed that he followed through and did it. Yeah. Cause he was supposed to go out there with, and do it with Goggins, but I've never, I haven't looked on YouTube or seen anything. If he actually, they actually made that happen mm-hmm. or not or, what so last, yeah last post i saw of goggins he was just in the forest cutting down trees and stuff oh yeah because yeah. his wife or his girlfriend yeah, was, was like, like we've heard that uh he's not been a presence on social media mm-hmm. yeah because he's his side gig i guess or main gig is that a uh, firefighter so yeah yeah forest fire forest fire, firefighter yeah. what a fucking i truly believe he's um could be one of the toughest men on the planet uh yeah i think so yeah he like when um did you listen to the podcast the first time he was on joe rogan's podcast when he was talking about his like upbringing and then oh yeah, yeah. the first time he ran yeah. uh that 100 mile race the one on the track yeah, yeah where he shit himself yeah. and so yeah. that when he was talking about that like it made me laugh super hard and then like cry a little bit just to hear <laughs> Like his experience, I was like, dude, this guy just like leveled up his consciousness to like a different level that most people will never attain. Never. Because how a savage like that, right? Navy SEAL, all the stuff. If, if any of you guys out there who are listening to this podcast have not li- listened or read Can't Hurt Me, it's his story about how he kind of just a biography and, and all that shit. But he is a total badass and he admits that he shit his pants. On a run. big old fat log going yeah. up his back. Yeah, and just kept on going. Like he just didn't give a sh- give a shit. Like I think that's amazing to be that vulnerable enough to and secure enough to be able to say that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, 
I only know a little bit about you, Bryce. Um, so did you grow up in Topeka? Is yep. that right? Yeah, so grew up in Topeka, um, went to Seaman High School. So it's like my old stomping grounds. Okay. Um, Is Seaman north? Yeah, it's north of Topeka, like just outside the city limits. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I still consider myself like from Topeka, mm-hmm. um, even though I grew up like closer to like Meriden and Jeff, oh, yeah. like in Jeff County almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I'm a Topeka native. Okay. How many brothers and sisters do you got? I got three younger brothers or three younger siblings, uh, two younger brothers, one younger sister. Yep. Uh, I know one of them. You know, Tyler. Yep. Gabe is the other younger brother. Okay. He's 15 now. Oh, so okay. So he's like the surprise child. Okay. And then my sister, she's 22, 22. and she lives in Hayes, Kansas. Okay. She's going to Fort Hayes State. Fort Hayes State. Okay. Yep. So... Have you always been into sports and oh, shit yeah. like that? Yeah, ever like ever since I was a little kid. Okay, what did so, you start out with? Uh, I think I started out playing. Yeah, I was playing soccer. Um, so I was doing that when I was real young, and then in like fourth grade, fifth grade, I started playing football. Okay, junior Vikings. Junior and Vikings. I just yeah, I did football and track um, throughout high school and middle school. Those were my two main sports. What position in football? I uh, played cornerback. Oh, nice. And then, um, yeah, I never did any offense, but was, I was like corner. I was the long snapper. The long snapper. Kickoff. Dude, I was like such a weird fit for long snapper. I bet, yeah. So, the, like, the rule, I could, like, hike the ball really well and, like, have a tight spiral, get it back there pretty quick. But uh, the part that was really nice was you can't hit the long snapper when their head's down. Right. So, most people never block the long snapper. So I would just hike the ball back and then sprint down the field and try to get the tackle on the punt. Oh, nice. And cause I was like one of the fastest guys on the team. So. Nice. Okay. So somewhat of, uh, yeah, cool. Um, and then would you run in track? I did the, um, four by four, 300 hurdles and one ten hurdles. One ten hurdles. Okay. Yeah. So if it, since nobody can watch us, um, Bryce is what? Six, two. Yep. Oh man. I'm good. Let me guess. Um, 195 lighter lighter 185 lighter 175 uh, around 175 to like 180 jesus i like one time once in my life i've been up to like 195 so lean and that was a, like took so much work so much eating power lifting mm-hmm. yep um so you're this is kind of your natural this is definitely my natural like weight because okay. Um, back when we were like training really hard for, uh, Tulsa, I was like maybe getting like two lifts a weekend. Okay. Um, and it was just very inconsistent, but I was just rolling all the time mm-hmm. and yeah, my body weight just dropped down to like 175, 170. Yeah. So At one would... point last summer I was 166 Jesus. and then I was like, dude, this is too small. Yeah. I got to start lifting and eating more. In powerlifting, <clears throat> we would call you or bodybuilding to even we call you a hard gainer yeah for sure yeah you have to just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but the luck but the good thing is like i put on when i put on muscle mass like you can tell because yeah. i don't put on any other weight like right it's very clean so usually. do you want to stay lean for this lean for jiu-jitsu or do you want to get um a little more? i'd like to get back up to like 188 pounds okay that's a pretty good weight um you know honestly i don't actually have a body weight in mind I don't really have a body weight in mind. I just okay. want to be strong. I want to be okay. functional and I want to have good cardio okay. and uh, good jujitsu and which, judo. Which is, um, 
before we talk about jujitsu and judo, which are, do you have good cardio? Which which do you have? Strength, cardio, or um, what's the other one? Uh, strength, cardio, agility. I guess I don't know. Uh, definitely need to work on my agility. I rolled my ankles uh, a handful of times. Yeah. This last decade, so that's just that's been something like lateral movement. Mm-hmm. I need to train that a lot more. Okay. Um, but I feel pretty strong and I feel like my cardio is getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Tyler the other day, like, I think I'm in the best like jujitsu shape that I've ever been in. And, uh, so like I'm climbing right now, so I'm nice. just breaking new ground. I want to keep. Yeah. Keep I mean, I remember <clears throat> early on in my jujitsu, I think we, we rolled one time. Early, early on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was bigger. And then we rolled maybe a year later, like close to that. And I was like, you're like, you leveled up, mm-hmm. like just in that. Like, and then when we rolled a couple months ago, um, when you're like January, February, when I came to that night class, mm-hmm. um, fucking, you're getting good, dude. Thank you. I've yeah. been working hard. So, yeah. How many classes do you go to a week? Uh, well, let's see. Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, Friday, uh, and Sunday. So five, five, you sometimes twice a day on Tuesdays. If I get up out of bed and get to that 6am class. Oh yeah. Tough. Yeah. You do go to that 6am sometimes, <clears throat> but it's a good class. Tommaso's teaching it. So, yeah. okay. Okay. So what's your favorite part about jujitsu? Um, probably, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, favorite part of about jujitsu is, uh, just like I think the learning aspect and then like working towards a goal honestly like that's what I love the most about it right now and then getting submissions is really fun (laughs) (laughs) true um I'm sorry listeners I'm a I feel a little rusty today on my flow of my questions and things so I'll get into it here in a second so just I just wanted to say that out loud for some reason so what do you think is been the biggest lesson learned that you didn't expect once you started joining started jujitsu um i've learned a lot of lessons uh so i started training in 2016 uh, when i came to lawrence to go to ku Um, and so i've been training for about five years and i'm only a blue belt right now uh i've definitely taken like some periods of time off got have been like distracted uh mainly by girlfriends is the ones that would like distract me the longest so the most recent lesson that i've learned uh this past year is that uh girlfriends are not a good reason to quit jujitsu because you know they come and go but jujitsu remains (laughs) they do come and go that's Mm -hmm. right or you, you find a special lady friend that doesn't tell you ah this is the interesting thing right do special friends partners because we don't want to we don't want to just say girlfriends boyfriends i'm sure could be like this for for girls that do jujitsu do they tell you not to do jujitsu or do you feel this like they look at you like oh you're going to jujitsu again no it was it's even worse it's more of like i just get distracted and then i'd like oh Change, I changed. Yeah, it's the ass. Yep. yep. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, hmm. 
roll jujitsu and get strangled or have sex. Yeah, like, do I want to get strong or do I want to like stay here and you know get all comfortable and make some love? Like, make some sweet I love. I think I'll make some sweet love. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Get weak. Okay. Oh, yeah. You gotta learn, bro. Dude, the last time, uh, my last breakup. Um, so to get over it, um, I ended up taking like two hits of acid just yes. as soon as it happened. And so I was in my bedroom. I'm on two hits of acid. I just start playing Fleetwood Mac Rumors album okay. on repeat. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there just like writhing in emotional pain and just like turmoil. like, <laughs> And on acid. And on acid. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I just got to deal with this now and get over it. But I remember uh, just thinking, like laying in my bed, I was like, dude, you're so pathetic right now. Like, you look how weak you are, just like curled up in the fetal position. He's like... I was just thinking, I was like, man, Trevor could just strangle the shit out of you right now. Like, you got to get back in jujitsu. You got to get strong again, bro. You got to pick yourself up. You got to pick yourself Now, how loud was that voice? Was it was it coming from inside or was it barreling um, like out from outwards? I think it was coming from inside. Yeah. That's like the, the inner guiding voice. Okay. Because like once I started jujitsu and just got my shit handed to me, um, you know, first starting out, it was like. It would be it would be a struggle to get into class, you know. I'm sure you can relate. Um, just like knowing that you're coming in to get smashed, mm-hmm. and there's really no end in sight to that happening. So, um, like the periods of time when I would like basically bitch out on going to jujitsu, mm-hmm. just come up with an excuse like, "Oh no, I think I'm going to lift today," or go for a bike ride, or like there was even a time when I was like trying to rationalize in myself like dude are you ever gonna get in a fight like really do you really need to learn like (laughs) self-defense like come on man like people aren't fighting in the street anymore so you don't need to do this um yeah that would be like the mental barrier um that i would have and then uh where was i going with this i don't know but i want to talk about that a little bit do do you do you think that's laziness is that laziness that does that? I think you, or is that confidence levels, um, or ego, I or think whatever. It's confidence level, and it's also oh yeah. So you're talking about the voice, the guiding yeah. voice. <clears throat> um, I think it's confidence level. It's uh, trying to. It's like your small mind trying to keep you comfortable, trying to keep you protected. So part of the ego. Definitely. Because once I started jujitsu and I like realized that like that challenge was out there, like anytime I wasn't like facing it, it was always in the back of my head. Like, dude, you know, that's still out there, right? Like you haven't conquered that yet. And when you say conquered, what does that mean? The, the just, um, I mean, there's nothing really to, well, in jujitsu, I think the goal is to conquer yourself and Mm -hmm. to like continually overcome yourself and your own limitations and just Mm -hmm. keep pushing and striving. Mm -hmm. So to know that that was out there and I wasn't doing it was something that was always in the back of my head. And then also thinking about like the guys that are in there struggling and doing that work because it's very like bonding, you know, you go in the, to the gym and you guys are sweating and trying to strangle each other and doing hard practices and hard roles and testing each other. It's like, there's a bond that gets formed. So when you know that you got guys in there struggling and you're not a part of it, kind of like, I don't know, for me, I'm always like, dang, I need to get back in there with the team and be there. Okay. So are you, so how many times roughly have you done that wave of like, where you've not been there and you've had that voice in there, like, fucking with you 
or is that a voice that always fucks with you? Um, it's probably been like three times, okay. three big ones, um, where like I took uh, like six months off, then like eight months off, and then like a three month break or a four month break. So that those those have been like the biggest times, but like it still messes with me now a little bit. Um, like the six a.m. class when my alarm goes off and it's like 5:15 and I just jump on the sheet real quick and just remove my name, go back to sleep. And then later in the day, I'll just be thinking, I'm like, man, Tommaso, he doesn't get that luxury. He's in no. there and he's grinding and yeah. he's working hard at the university. So kind of feel like sometimes when I do that, like I let him down. Cause mm-hmm. if anything, I could just be in there suffering with him. But cause he does that twice a week or three times a week. He does it twice a week. So Tuesdays, Tuesdays Thursdays. and Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah. So why, why, Hmm. This is an interesting one for me because this is not something that I battle with. Mm-hmm. I may battle with five minutes, but I don't battle with putting my feet on the ground and and, and going and getting after mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, well, it's easy for me to say that too because I have a home gym, mm-hmm. so I get up at five a.m. and and work out my home gym. But I've always gotten up and done something, even if I didn't have a home gym. I went to a CrossFit gym or I went to the other you know, a globo gym, mm-hmm. right? Got up and did it, right? So that's never been the thing that's gotten in my way. So I want, what is, what is it that, what's the voice that tells you to, to, to take your name off the thing and, and. It's just the, the little weak voice in your head telling you like, oh man, you're sore, you're tired. You, you rolled hard the last three days. You worked out really hard over the weekend. Like, go ahead, go back to sleep. It's fine. You don't have to do this. Weird. <clears throat> I find that really strange because I have mm-hmm. the opposite voice. My voice says, "You fucking there, bitch." Oh, I have that. Get the I fuck out too. of bed, you lazy motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You're a piece of shit. Get up and get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it, Josh. Get your fucking ass out mm-hmm. of bed. Is what my voice says to me. It's a sh- and I talk about that when I when I'm with. <clears throat> with clients i i don't i say don't do this this is the opposite of what i want you to do mm-hmm. is use shame as a motivator because shame shame only motivates some mm-hmm. not most of it it is it's pretty bad but shame for some reason motivates me and then um and then i get out of bed sometimes yeah. i mean joe will go two more minutes and i'll go okay two more minutes but then we're off and going mm-hmm. so i wonder what we could do to get you to shift that because I know you want to, I know at seven when you have to get up or eight, when you have to get Mm -hmm. up, you're like, fuck, Mm -hmm. I should have gone. So what can we do to get your ass up on Tuesdays and Thursdays and not fucking sleep? Just got to get up. Just got to do it. Just got to do it. But I know like in my head, I'm like, uh, like the days that I do get up, I'm just like, Bryce, you just got to get your feet on the ground. Just roll up, sit up out of the bed, get moving. Go on autopilot. Don't even think like that. I've had to do that. Um, like working at the coffee shop some days. I actually like last week was a good example. Um, I didn't have much to eat that whole day and I wanted to hit a lift before. Um, well actually, yeah, I wasn't doing jujitsu. So I was like, you got to do something today. So as I was driving home, like in my head, I was like, dude, you're really hungry. You should go get some food right now. Like that's the weak voice trying to kick in and be like, go mm-hmm. eat. And then you can lift later at like seven and it's like four thirty. I'm like, so 
driving in the car. I'm like, I got to shut this voice up right now. I just got to go home. I got to change. I got to down some pre-workout. I got to not think and not stop moving and just get to the gym. Yep. And then once I get to the gym, just start moving. And then everything, you know, once you get, once you get the vehicle moving, it kind of does its own thing and right. you can get the workout in, but it's, put it's, the work in. it's that, it's but that it's voice getting over that hump and getting past that voice. Yeah. That voice fucked with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you were, are you using the gym at the, at the, at the gym? Uh, so I had a membership over at Genesis, but it was a little bit expensive mm-hmm. and so I'm canceling that. This is like my last month there. Okay. And then I think I'm going to get a membership over at crunch. Cause there's a lot of guys that from the gym that train over there. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so use that and then the gym at the school whenever. Okay. Yeah. Who all, who all cruises over at the crunch? Uh, I know Sam trains over there. Fucking beast. Um, Julian. Okay, Beast. Andrew. Beast. Yeah. Uh, who else? Ben might have him. Ben? Yeah, Ben does. Yeah, Ben does yeah. a crunch. Yeah. Beast. So, that dude's gotten thick. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean fat. Yeah, he's put on, he's got muscles. He's gotten mass. some fucking muscles, man. Mm-hmm. Don't let it go to your head, Ben. I'm trying to get Sam. I want to get him beefy. Sam. Put some muscle mass on that kid. Yeah, that would be an interesting one, right? Like, he needs a good, um, like 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. But still stay that super lean and, and agile. Mm-hmm. Cause that kid Which is, I don't think it will be hard for him. I think he'll be able to put the muscle on and still keep his like flexibility and agility. Dude. I love that kid. Yeah. Sam, I love you. He's like, he, he, he warms my heart. I don't know what it is about that kid. Dude. He's always smiling. God, he's, he's always so smiling. He, re- he actually reminds me of me. When I was that age, like I was just always excited, whatever I was doing, Mm -hmm. just happy to be doing the thing and just excited to see people and smelled like weed all the time and (laughs) shit like that. You know, dude, I just think he has so much potential. Like I want to help guide him so he doesn't fall into the same traps that I did when I was in my early twenties. Cause my early twenties were a fucking mess. Okay. And I pissed a lot of good opportunities down the drain because of. Because of what? Just partying and, you know, being distracted. Okay. So what were some of the things that you pissed away? So um, so when I was uh, a senior in high school, um, I was pretty good at track. Mm-hmm. Um, I had won state in the 110 hurdles, and I got second in the 300 hurdles. And had been, like, going to state every year since my sophomore year. And I got a scholarship to run at Emporia State. And, uh, and that was my dream school back then. It was like... Um, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Emporia state. Okay. So when I got that scholarship, I was like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, this is the, this is the dream right now. And, um, I got, I went in the class that I went in with was a really good class. A lot of great guys, a lot of great hurdlers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys that was in my class actually won nationals oh, as nice. a sophomore. And, uh, so the coach, he had recruited like four, five, just super strong hurdlers. And his goal was to like, come to the Kansas relays and just take over the hurdle relay race and just dominate. And, um, we were all probably a little too like-minded. We all liked the party a little bit too hard. And, uh, so that first semester I ended up like racking up three minor in possession drinking tickets and, uh, lost my scholarship. Ended up like bouncing around to a couple of JUCOs, but was never like focused on track or school for that matter. And was just kind of like, partying way too much huh well that sucks dude yeah but minor in possessions man mm-hmm. interesting i had a f- 
one or two of those, but I was actually not in college. I didn't get much. I didn't. I got a lot. Some fights in college. Lots of fights in high school, but most of my run-ins with the law. Well, actually, all my run-ins with the law was um, in high school. So, and then yeah, see, I, I I had a couple of encounters with the law in high school as far as like partying, but yeah. I always got away. Like ran. Yeah, like yeah, running. Yeah. Um, one time I was balls deep in um, like three hits of acid, and we're at a party, and and the cops showed up, and I don't know who the fuck idea was to let him in the house. But they let him in the house that we were partying at, and and they're like taking everybody's name in the party, you know. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna call your parents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first in line, because I wasn't drinking. I was just mm-hmm. tripping, tripping like crazy. And I was like, oh, here, here's my address. Go talk to my parents. I don't give a fuck. And they're like, what is wrong with this kid? <laughs> What's going on with his eyeballs? What's this on with his fucking pupils are dilated? <laughs> Sorry. So you, um, so then where'd you land? After all that. So um, after that first semester, I ended up going to Hutchison Community College. Oh, I've been to, um, I went to there. I was there for a semester. One of the one of my friends, Miguel, he actually so he was on a football scholarship and a track scholarship. And he lost both of those also um, from just like partying and getting in trouble. So he went to Hutch. I kind of followed him there. Um I was there for a semester. I didn't really like it. Didn't like the coach. Um, didn't like Hutch. No, Hutch is <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. So, um, like, was talking with uh, one of my good friends from high school. He was running at Johnson County. So, he put me in contact with their head coach. And I ended up transferring over there. Went to Johnson County for a year. But I only ran track that first semester. And uh, my grades weren't on point, so I wasn't eligible to run. So I was basically just practicing for the first semester. Uh, And then um, January came around, and I was like, you know what? I'm not really committed to this. I don't even know if I'm committed to school, so why don't I just stop doing track? And then I did, like, part-time at Johnson County for that second semester. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I just wasn't doing great in school and wasn't focused, so decided to drop out. And um, moved back home, stopped wasting my parents' money and my money. Mm-hmm. So after that, I kind of like worked for three years and then decided to go back to school. And at, at the KU? Well, I had to dig myself out of that hole that I had, uh, that GPA hole. Mm-hmm. So I did um, all of my gen eds at uh, Highland Community College. Oh, right out on. in Perry. Yeah. So I was going there for like two years. Okay. Took care of all of my gen eds, got my GPA back up, and then transferred to KU. Nice. What's your um, bachelor's in? Uh, it's a Bachelor of Science in Biology. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you, what would you have done differently? Going back? Yeah. Probably would have just not drank okay. alcohol. So then, so then finish the... <clears throat> yeah, I would have your... stayed at Emporia State and then... Um, would have just uh, worked a lot harder at track and field, okay. probably. But so, were you pretty? Is, are you still passionate about track and field? Um, no, I wouldn't say I'm passionate. I don't know. I still enjoy it. Like Gabe, he uh, is a freshman this year, so I went to his track practice mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, was kind of moving around, doing some hurdle drills. Like was helping coach, and uh, I could definitely still get over the hurdles and still run. Um, the hurdles of life and mm-hmm. on the, on track on the field. Uh, but yeah, I don't like, 
I don't know. Okay. I don't really have the passion to like train for track and field okay. anymore. Okay. Interesting. So then, um, when did it, when did you decide to do a martial arts? Um, it was, I don't know when, probably like 2014 is when I started like getting interested. Okay. Actually, like I always wanted to do boxing and I wanted to do wrestling in high school, mm-hmm. but my dad wouldn't let me wrestle in high school because he had a, a one of his cop friends, his son was a wrestler at uh, Shawnee Heights and he was pretty good. He was like, you know, state contender, but he had like, he had broken his collarbone he had a couple of concussions from it. So my dad was like, wrestling is like off the table. Like it's just too dangerous. Inter- a, a cop dad mm-hmm. says it's wrestling's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I could play football. But you could play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So huh. I might have to, to chat with wrestling. You. What's your dad's name? Mitch. Mitch. I might have to have a chat with you, Mitch. Yeah. Him and I are probably the same age. Uh, yeah, he's 56. Nah, he's, he's, he's a few years older. Yeah, mm-hmm. sweet. I'm still young. Mm-hmm. All right, Mitch. But yeah, I wanted to do that. I was always interested in boxing and also, and my dad was always like, dude, boxers, like they just get punched drunk. Like you don't want to be a boxer. You want to have your brain. So, um, but kind of like, um, was introduced to jujitsu through Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. just hearing him talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, this is interesting. Like he's espousing all the good things that jujitsu can bring you. You're not going to get brain damage, damage from it. Um, it's a martial art seems effective. So definitely want to try it, train it. And, uh, one of the guys that I was working with when I worked at Menards, um, when I was going to, to Highland, uh, or not Highland. Yeah. Highland community college. Um, he had done jujitsu and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, Lawrence is one of the best spots in Kansas for jujitsu. There's like a jujitsu gym up there. It's probably the best in the state. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to be moving up there here in a couple of months. So as soon as I get up there, I'm checking it out. And then, yeah, moved up here and hit him up, uh, on the email. Nice. And it's a wrap from there. All right. I was okay. in. All right. And then, and then when you met Tomas, you started doing judo with, mm-hmm. nice. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, so we've chatted a, a few times about a lot of different things. Um, so I, I'm, where do you want to go career wise? Kind of feel like I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. Cause the last time we talked, right. Yeah. We're sitting on the mat and just kind of bullshitting and, um, you're like, I think I want to work for the feds. Yeah. And then I was like, no, don't work for the feds. Yeah. I don't know. Do some smarter than that mm-hmm. the fed when you work for the feds you're not the, you're not the brightest in the world right mm-hmm. or you just want to punch clock on mm-hmm. some level right yeah. for me- mediocrity on that level like no against no offense to fed workers but that's just mm-hmm. the way it is so so the thing that's i have i know exactly what i want to do but it's so broad that okay. i don't know how it's going to come about Okay, but there's like five things that I need. Okay. I need freedom. Freedom? Uh, I need the freedom of time so that I have time to train. Okay. I need time to learn new things. Okay. I need time to spend with my friends and family. Okay. I need time for myself. Okay. And then I need time to make a living. Okay. So that's my goal. Okay. Figure out something that brings those five things together. And when you say family, you mean whether Immediate you're family, new family friends, or friends. Okay. Yeah. So what do you, what, what we know you love jujitsu. 
We know, so you want to train and we know you love your family. What else are you passionate about? Um, I like talking to people. I'm okay. passionate about learning. Um, okay. I just want to have like a positive impact on the people that are around me. You okay. know, I think that's like the best way that you can change the world, okay. so to say. Okay. Um, is just to have like a positive lasting impact on your immediate surroundings. Okay. Um, so I don't know, like definitely, uh, I like owning a gym has been something okay. that I've kicked around for a long time. Like what kind of a gym? I would want it to be a like str- functional fitness, strongman, powerlifting gym focus okay. with jujitsu mats and maybe some striking. Okay. So just kind of like a all in one like gym that has everything that you need. Okay. And then I also want like a sauna and a cold plunge like pool so you could get the heat and cold shock therapies. Okay. So the thing about gyms, I've never owned a gym, but what I hear about them and people that I know that have owned them and don't own them anymore or own them and do them. Okay. Um, not jujitsu gyms, but like, uh, is that you have to be really smart with how you manage your clientele and most likely you're not going to make any money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a gym. Yep. I recognize that. Yeah. The so, whole, the gym idea is just like my goal would be to break even and just to have that. Like if I could break even, then have that would a spot. Be perfect. Yeah. Just have a spot so, for me to train and for everyone else to come and train too. I would love, I have a similar, I've always had that similar passion of having a powerlifting gym. I always wanted to, to um, base it off of um, like Mark Bell's powerlifting gym, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Bell is, mm-hmm. where he doesn't charge anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just open. Just people can come in and train. He makes all of his money off of his uh, products. Just shots and products and all that stuff. So he recently, <clears throat> um, because he's gotten a lot, a lot bigger, he limits the hours to the public mm-hmm. for the free gym. Because of all the just the stuff they're doing with their products, but still, just always free. Mm-hmm. Anybody wants to come train? I always love that fucking idea. Like, mm-hmm. if I could just have enough money, right, that I could just open a spot, mm-hmm. right, just have people come in and just fucking lift heavy things. Yeah. One of um, Otto's, he hasn't wrestled with him in a year because we've just been, he's just been kind of not into wrestling as much and and. Uh, COVID happened, but his, his club gym, the guy just, his kiddo, um, loved to wrestle. So he just opened a, a club. He doesn't charge people to come in and train. He just buys all the own mats and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, he's a, he's a, um, successful lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has the ability to do that, but he didn't, doesn't have to, people would pay to be at the club, mm-hmm. but he just does it because he loves wrestling so much. How can we open a gym, Bryce? Well, we there's a, a lot cheap of space. There's some space over here by where I'm living, over by LBC. LBC that way? Yeah. What? How much is the rent? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't have the capital to cover that rent right now. So. Ah, uh, see, we need a yeah, space. I need, I need some. I need we some need, space. I need some money to get started. We need some. We need. We need. We don't need a great space. No. Nope. We just need a small space that somebody let us. I just use. need a like a garage. Honestly, if I yeah. get my own house, I'll just make it out of my garage. Yeah. Start from there. Do you have any or um, like a basement dungeon? Oh, I have yeah. like such a good I like vision for my home gym that I want to 
bring into existence. God, you know what we should, you know what we should do? Paint all the walls black and then have like red trim and then just a silver Sharpie to just write on the walls. I wonder if our landlord at the tattoo shop would let us, um, redo that back. We have a huge back that he doesn't even, doesn't do anything with. Um, he always is offering it to rent it to us, but we're like, why would we need that space? Mm -hmm. Um, but it could be a great place for a gym. I just don't know if it would be, we'd be too loud for the tattoo shop mm. and the business next door. So yeah, it's always one. You could always have the hardcore hours, like four thirty to, you know, nine yeah. and then open it up again in the evenings Yeah, for people that get off work. Just leave it closed during the day. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I'll look into that for us, Bryce. All right. See what that right. is. I like that. Do you have any equipment? I, um, I have, no, not not any no. good equipment. Like I have a steel club and then some bands, but like so I don't no need a lot real, of equipment. Real equipment. No real equipment. I just need a solid power rack. Okay. You need pull up a pull up bar, some kettlebells, maybe a couple dumbbells. That's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. And then you need barbells, like a like a nice squat bar, a nice deadlift bar, build a little deadlift platform. Um, what else? Need a place to do dips. Need a place to hang some rings. That's pretty much all you need. Okay. Everything else is just fancy extra sh- bullshit. Okay. Maybe yeah. an Aerodyne bike. That'd be nice, though. Oh, fuck yeah. I wish I had an Aerodyne bike. I have a, I have a rower. Mm-hmm. But no Aerodyne bike. I don't. Usually, I just use the rower to like warm up whenever yeah. I go work out. Jump it on gets there for like 10 minutes. super boring, right? So I usually have to put in good music and mm-hmm. just... Because you end up just looking at the clock mm-hmm. because it's right there. So it's like, it's really tough to, to go somewhere else. Can you get somewhere else in your head pretty easily? I can if I'm not looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. I can go I can go to places. Where do you go? Um, Where lots of mind? times, I, um, it used to be, this is funny, I can't believe you asked. That's a great question. Um, I used to pretend to win the lottery. Really? Yeah, and I would, in my head, so I would. So you'd be celebrating as you're working out? Yeah, so you? I would, I would, I would talk, so I would, I would balance in my head like I do the different amounts. Like, how would I do? I would I take the payout, or would I do the monthly payment things like mm-hmm. that? And then I and then I well, what would I, what would I, what philanthropy things would I get into? What what first car would I buy? Would I stay in Lawrence? Things like that. Dude, my yeah, I go so much the other way. Really? Yeah. Where do you go? Freaking dark places. I don't uh, kind of scared to even say it. No, where? Where I, do you go? Well, I think of like when I'm on the rower, like sometimes I think about like actually rowing a boat into like someone else's country and just like coming in here to dominate and just take over the country. I'm, just Bryce like, taking I'm, over the country. Yeah, me and uh, the army, we're coming in. We're, we're coming fuck, to Russia. I'm coming to take my shit that I want. Like, okay. Okay. You get dark. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then I also think of like, I don't know, my family members, if they're ever, like, in trouble, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, Bryce, it's time to, like, run for someone's life, and it's not yours mm. or something. So, like, put the pace on. Okay. So. That's an interesting one. I I um <clears throat> I have definitely done the, like, pretending I'm, like, some type of seal or something like that. And and um, and I don't mean, like, a marine animal. Um, <laughs> like And, like, doing, like, covert operations. I've done that little mm-hmm. brain thing. I have gone to deep, dark places. I used to go more to deep, darker places when I was um, would run long mm-hmm. miles, but not on the rover. So it um, it's kind of like shifted uh, like my deep dark place. Like last week, 
um it like i was like thinking back about like playing football when i was working out and like how i would try to like like i was in my head pretending like i'm on the sidelines trying to motivate other people and like talking about like how we're going to myself like how are we going to overcome this like bigger faster stronger team that we're down against so is that only during cardio do you do that no lifting really Uh, yeah like where where okay so let's talk about that a bit. why aren't you being mindful about what your weight you're putting up as opposed to thinking about well i usually i'm following a program or something so the weight's there and it like if the program's good it's going to be challenging me okay um so for a while I was doing this, uh, high volume squat program, uh, sets of 10 and getting okay. pretty heavy, like 70% or more. Right. Um, so like, yeah, I would just be like emotionally trying to jack myself up to get under. Oh, the so weight, then to get under the bar to then get you... under the weight. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. As, and then like would have a quick rebound period and then like go get some water, come back. And okay. then it's like, all right, time to get jacked back up for the next uh, set. Okay. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I, you know, I've never had to do that when I'm getting under weight really? or doing weight. It's all for me. It's about just pushing that weight and being in that mind, being mm. in that mind of pushing. That. I don't need to go to like that spot. If I'm doing steady state cardio for long periods, then I have to go deep like, mm-hmm. or weird or whatever. So, right? like, yeah, for me, like the long steady state cardio, it's actually kind of the opposite. I can um, just like quiet my mind almost, oh, yeah. and like have nothing Yeah, not especially me. with cycling cycling is um i enjoy that more than like long distance running mm-hmm. um like for me running i always like to just do like the hard sprints mm-hmm. like max two laps around a track and then yeah. rest but um cycling i really like going for like three hour bike rides and stuff really yeah. you still do you cycle now um, I haven't, you know, recently, but, um, now that the weather's like warming back up, I'm going to get my road bike out. I'm going to try to do it at least once a week. Nice. And then I'm also going to try to like start doing sprints once a week nice. to help, help my cardio. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, for me, I mean, I would get pumped up. Don't get me wrong. Like getting under cause squat was my favorite lift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't need, I didn't need, um, the demon has always existed, right? So after the workout was done, the demon was quieted, but the demon was there. I didn't need to like, I don't know. I didn't have to go somewhere false in my mind. False is not necessarily a bad thing, but I just feel like I'm getting this fucking weight and mm-hmm. I'm going to push it 10 times or I'm going to push it, you know, four times or whatever the thing was and just, and just breathe mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was like telling myself, um, last week I was like in my workout getting after it. And I was like, the goal is not to put other people to the sword is to put yourself to the sword and just do that over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been, I've been in a weird spot with lifting because I've had so many different injuries recently that has just thrown off mm-hmm. all of my like thought process. Cause I'm pretty rigid mm-hmm. about, lifting weights and time and all this stuff for the longest time. And then started doing jujitsu jujitsu. And then I started getting injured. So rigid as in like your programming or programming. Like yeah. Approach? I always had a program. I was working to get stronger, always getting stronger, mm-hmm. always, you know, I mean, I'd hurt my back every now and again mm-hmm. and have to taper taper and, and do some other things, but then I would get it healed back up pretty quickly. And then, 
be back at it. Mm-hmm. When I started doing jujitsu and changing, and then those injuries started happening in jujitsu, right? It's just different, right? And I'm older. And so it's like, ah, so then it became harder to do vol- the volume that I liked for powerlifting mm-hmm. and do jujitsu mm-hmm. and try to cope with these injuries. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been the interesting part for me is like, okay, finding a program, mm-hmm. a lifting program that kind of can do both. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I've had some like mild injuries the last six months and it's always been such a bummer. Yeah. Cause like can't lift training. Jiu-jitsu training takes a dive. Yep. And it just makes you like really appreciate being healthy yeah. so much more. Oh yeah. It's like, dude, I can't wait until my like knee or ankles better and I can just like get after it and train every yeah. day. That's yeah. like my, that's my goal basically is like whenever I leave the gym, I want to leave in a position that I can come back and train tomorrow. Yes. That, that like, I think that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. That everyone should have. I, <clears throat> I've made a few mistakes in my jujitsu training, um, which is the fault of mine and my physical conditioning so and strength so good strength good physical conditioning but my body's aging so in my mind i think i'm 26 mm-hmm. i'm in pretty decent shape for being 47 but 27 year olds or 21 year olds are hard for me to go with and i you know i'm still new what so about it is it that's hard is it um like your recovery time afterwards no i've is got good recovery pace? it's 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 <clears throat> it's sometimes when you go with younger crews they go a hundred percent i can't go a hundred percent or i shouldn't go a hundred percent because my hundred percent will never be your hundred percent mm-hmm. right it's just because of age right mm-hmm. so i get hurt you're the same does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I was with um, when I hurt my knee, right? Warmed up, good, strong, going with Alejandro, Alejandro, and made a stupid mistake. But because I'm forty something years old, mm-hmm. it hurt mm-hmm. and has knocked me out for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like stuff like that where it may not knock you out for as long. Yeah. Right. Or it may not have, you may have recovered easy, easier, mm-hmm. depending on how the, your flexibility and all that stuff is. So it's, it's like learning those. That's the thing. After I injured my knee, um, I learned, okay. And with a little bit of Matt's help, like, um, just talking about it is okay. I'm not going to start from feet. He's like, you're not starting from feet anymore. I'm like, okay. Until I go to another competition. Yeah. Or just be very selective with the people that you start from the feet from. Yeah. Or with. But I, but, but I have to keep myself safe from me, mm-hmm. not from others, yeah, right? Yeah. It's me. It's my issue. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, oh, yeah, if I know that I'm just going to start from the ground. And then when we um, train up for a competition, then picking and choosing mm-hmm. partners that understand me, mm-hmm. my age range that are going to understand what kind of takedowns I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, that collar drag, the collar drag takedown. Yep. And then, um, and then you can always do like shin on shin entries from the, from the ground. Yeah. Seated position, work on that. Like just wrestling up into a single leg or something. Yep. And then also, um, trying to get in and tripping, 
right? Like getting in under hooks and then just I'm powerful that way and just fall into the ground. Like I basically what I did to that guy where I then bumped my head and mm-hmm. um, got stick or had to stop, but mm-hmm. um, shit like that. So um, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know. I, I feel like you always just got to approach jujitsu and judo as like, I'm here to develop a skill. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not here to, you know, blow myself up and roll a hundred percent every single round and just, you know, I don't know. Like the, you need to think about like longevity. That's what oh, I yeah. think about. Cause I, like I want to get at my black belt, but I don't want to get my black belt and be broken with, you yeah. know, herniated discs and a fucked up shoulder Mm-hmm. And you know, an elbow that crunches because I was wasn't wanting to tap when I was, you know, a blue belt or a white belt. Like, Fuck, I don't have a problem tapping. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, that's not that's not. It's just an interesting experience starting so so late. In I have like life. so much respect for you guys that start late because I started when I was twenty five and like that shit was tough. So can only imagine what it's like being you know 45 46 it's probably harder and tougher than what you have to deal with and I'm easier sure and easier right because you all if if you starting out if you haven't had a lot of um turmoil in your life or barriers or your ego still gets after you right in weird strange ways then that can get you kind of in tricky situations right maybe hurt a little bit mm-hmm. more or you hurt somebody else, things like that, mm-hmm. where I'm like, eh, I'm good, <laughs> you know, but I just feel things more, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I mean, before I got injured, my knee got injured. I was probably maybe close to some of the best shape I've been in the, in my forties. Nice. Right. Just from rolling. Mm-hmm. I was going twice a day mm-hmm. rolling. Yeah, you were ten rounds. Your name all over the schedule. Yeah, there before that. Yeah, and just in good, and just eating what I mean, just dialed in, mm-hmm. dialed in. So that's such a good state to be in, isn't it? <sighs> Love it. Yeah, dial, and then just no, like knowing oh, I, playing with uh, calories too. Like I love playing with like oh, I need to eat more. Mm-hmm. Like understanding oh, I can eat more here and here. Mm-hmm. You know getting that dialed in. Yeah. I remember one time when we were training for Tulsa, we rolled and I was like, so underfed and I was rolling with you and I was just like dying on the bottom. Oh yeah. And yeah, you're like, man, you were super tough. And I was like, dude, I was holding on for dear life and my clothes guard. I was like, <laughs> yep. thought I was going to puke after like midway through the round. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Like, dude, I haven't ate since like yesterday, like fucking dead right now. Yeah, dude. That's the, that's the, so my weight was just dropping. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu was just shredding the pounds off me. That's, I think one of the things that being younger <clears throat> and less understanding of like what people need to train if they're not necessarily professional. Right. Mm-hmm. So understanding, Oh, when I'm 24, I still need to know good food to put in my system. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I look at Tommaso, no offense to Tommaso, but the bo- the guy needs to drink more water and he yeah. knows that, right? He needs more water and more food. You need a lot more food. If he would dial in his nutrition and, and, and be liquid, five pounds easy. And he would probably be 20% better. 
Like, honestly, like when you dial in that mm-hmm. stuff, you're going to be, your well, performance yeah. is going to be better. You're going to have period. more energy and yeah. more fuel to burn Yeah, in your body. Yeah. More glycogen. Yep. More fat stores. Yeah. It's not bad to have a little bit on the stomach. Oh. I mean, I have a little bit and. Oh, it's, it's good to have some, it. some fat if you're not a fucking bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. You know, the best, yeah. most people that are in the best shape of their life have a little bit of layer, mm-hmm. right? You talk to, um, I, did you listen to the episode with, um, Matt Frazier, Joe Rogan, Matt Frazier? No. Oh, great. Great episode. Um, but Matt Frazier is the five time CrossFit champion, mm-hmm. just a fucking beast. beast. Motherfucker is a beast. And he talks about that, like knowing that he had to have certain during certain times of training, if he, he had a layer of fat because that's what he needed to get through three to four workouts a day. Mm-hmm. He would go into the games a little fatter, right? Knowing that he would burn that mm-hmm. throughout four days of competition, mm-hmm. you know, and he would need it, right? His body would need it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's the thing about um, jujitsu that people don't, I think, young people don't quite understand in the kind of the, the amateur world or, or our world just like doing is you got to eat, man. If you want good performances, mm-hmm. you know, have a fucking, even, you know, half a pack of, um, sour patch kids before you. Oh yeah, for sure. Go on the mat, like mm-hmm. just enough sugar to kind of give you that and then eat afterwards. Yeah. Eat. When I go on those long bike rides, like I'll stop at a gas station, I'll get a Red Bull I'll get gummy bears. Mm-hmm. I'll get some candy. Yep. And just smash that midway through. Yeah. Because you're going to burn it off so quick. It's like quick fuel. It's like jet fuel, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, there's definitely times like when I'd be getting off work uh, at the bar super late, just hungry, knowing that I have to like train in the morning and I'll just go to McDonald's, get some freaking Fuck yeah. D's. I'm like, dude, you're 175 pounds. You'll be okay. Eat this shit. Yeah. Who cares? You're like, not, you're not gone. 47 like me where it's like just going to go right to the belly. You're yeah, you're fine. Cause if you're going to get up at 6am and work out, you're going to fucking use it. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's what, it, you know, I wonder like sometimes I have this fantasy in my brain, like how could I run a, some type of nutrition or not nutrition in the sense of like what to eat, but just like how to eat mm-hmm. for these kids that are just really good in jujitsu that would the, only make it better. The, like probably the biggest thing is to know carbs and how to use carbs Yeah, and like when to, you know, before training, right after training, Yep, that's when you want your carbs. Well, and then, you know, uh, those other times, like for me, when you're not, not getting ready to train or you're not, not immediately following training, I'm more of a protein and fat with, with a small amount of carbs, but for the most part, like I try to save my carbs for right before training and then right after. That's a that's a good way um, to to train and eat too. But you can also have carbs as long as there's certain carbs mm-hmm. later in the day because you need it kind of for those stores. You know your sweet potatoes, your ve- mm-hmm. your vegetables, your fruits, things like that for your dinner if you're not going to train. Mm-hmm. But your your fast burning, your white rices, your mm-hmm. you know your candies or anything like that mm-hmm. before and after. Training is huge Mm -hmm. and eating after training for recovery Mm -hmm. is huge. You know, especially these kiddos that are um, also in college, right? Like Mm -hmm. get, get that brain functioning again. Cause if you go hard and 
the gym, you're not, your brain's going to be dead if you don't eat yeah. and you're not going to study as good or vice versa, right? You mm-hmm. study, don't eat, then you're going to not want to train because you're mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I would always like when I was taking tests and stuff, I'd always try to eat a good meal. Right before, oh yeah. Like an hour and a half before yeah. and then walk to class, kind of burn off some of that that's in the belly, Dude. get the blood flowing, fire my brain, get it firing. Yeah, man. And then you do well on test. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any, any test. I, and I learned that kind of later in life too, more in my master's degree. Um, yeah. In my master's degree, I eat really well before a test. Yeah. Were you a big crammer? No. Cr- yeah. Me nope. neither. Nope. I couldn't, um, I could do it, but I couldn't learn brand new material that way. If I knew a little bit, mm-hmm. then I could cram and figure it out. But most of the time I spent three to four days and half an hour to an hour each day yep, studying for the one, it. that test. Mm-hmm. And then you a know. little bit like the night before, yep. but I always prioritize sleep over studying. Oh yeah. Review when you get bit. like within the 24 hours, I'd always prioritize sleep. Yep. And even like right before the test too, like, yeah, I got a test in like four hours. I'm going to take a two hour nap. Yep. And then just a little review. Yep. <clears throat> Caffeine for sure. Mm-hmm. Caffeine just get me fired up and not, mm-hmm. but not too much. I've learned too much for test taking. I get too jittery mm-hmm. and then can't sometimes not focus mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. So, um, shit, we went down. T- so, Helping people is really kind of what your passion is, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to. Do you want to work full time? Do you want to? I mean, what do you mean by work full time? Do you want like, like a between the job? gym and then some other gig? Yeah. Make it full time. Yeah, yeah, that okay. You know, right now I have a. I kind of like my schedule with the coffee shop and the bar because I do, uh, like basically like fourteen hours a week at the bar and mm-hmm. then. Uh, 28 to 30 at the coffee shop. Oh, so that's kind of a nice mix. It keeps things interesting. Mm-hmm. I think if I had one, um, or the other, I would get bored or it would just be too chaotic and I'd right. have no structure. Um, so you need a little, um, definitely needs some structure structure, but also some, some, f- some freedom and variety. Variety is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. Okay. Huh? I wonder. So, have you ever thought like, like a master's in what is that strength? Not strength and conditioning, but what is that health science? Some type of thing in that field. I forget what it's called. I was looking. Ku has a master's. Um, I forget what it's called. Dietitian. Oh yeah. They have a graduate program. Mm-hmm. I think it's only two years. Talk to. I think Connor. Connor's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I follow She's her on a Instagram. Dietitian. Yeah. So she works with, from what I understand, I don't know. Uh, I'd love to have her on the podcast. They're getting ready to move to hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, move to Kansas city. But uh, um, I'd like to have her on. Cause I think it'd be an interesting discussion with her about, mm-hmm. cause dietitians are different than nutritionists, right? I think nutritionists, yeah, are, nutritionists are, you know, they're supposed to supposedly quacks. Mm-hmm. They don't have any like uh, formal testing or, training i guess i think you can do like school and class and you could do stuff and i think there's some good nutritionists Mm -hmm. but i also think that there's some hack Mm -hmm. nutritionists Mm -hmm. right so yeah so i wonder what the but you know i've also known some fat dietitians so that always Mm -hmm. worries me too you know somebody that's overweight telling me how i should eat 
Yeah, it, freaks me so out a little weird. bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. So, so okay. Um, yeah, maybe look into that. I or kinda, I was looking into the Masters of Social Work. Oh, uh, Masters. After you had mentioned it, what do you think? Um, I think yeah, sounds interesting. Like, I wonder what my specialty would be in. You know, if I go down that road. Okay. Um. Like what, what could I help people the most with? What do you like helping people with the most? Um, I don't know. Uh, with some of the people that I work with at the bar, um, they kind of like vent some of their issues and frustrations to me. And I always feel like the solution is very simple. It's just... Uh, but it's like getting them to act on the behaviors to actually get to the solutions oh, is the fucking hard part. Welcome to my world. Yeah, because it takes work and... And change is hard. Change is really hard, um, yep. especially when, you know, you're trying to change your life. And yeah. So... Well, and, and it's... Um, it's like, let's just take your simple... And I and simple, I don't mean to, to devalue it by any means, but like getting out of bed, mm-hmm. right? That's a simple mm-hmm. change, mm-hmm. right? I just got to do the thing to get out of bed and look how hard it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like getting out of a toxic relationship or or figuring out how to deal with your depression differently or your anxiety differently? Oh, yeah. Or, when I was, um, yeah, when I was like in my early 20s, not fucking doing anything with myself or my life. Um, I was just living at home and I remember I was like listening to a Joe Rogan podcast with Duncan Trussell on it. And at the end of the podcast, I was just thinking, I was like, man, this would be so cool to meet Joe Rogan, like talk to him. And then like the next thought that I had in my head was like, why would he want to talk to you, Bryce? You're a fucking loser. Like, Oh shit. So it was almost, it was like a wake up call yeah. for me. And I'm like, you got to do something. Like you're just wasting your life, wasting your time right now. Like you don't do anything interesting. You're not challenging yourself. You're literally just wasting time. And, uh, so yeah, that's when I like got motivated to go back to school and, um, started like changed my friend group there for like Ooh. two years. I've just basically put myself in like self isolation, stopped hanging out with people, which is tough. It was really tough, like being living at home and stuff, like yeah. trying to like keep your self esteem high, yeah. not even high, but just up, and not yeah. getting depressed about like where you were at in life, and just like staying focused on what you could do every day to like yeah. change your future. So yeah, the friend one is a hard one because mm-hmm. there's this there's this weird there's this weird idea of loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. And and you don't realize that sometimes friends bring you down. Yeah, like or, that was a big thing, you know, like the idea of having to be loyal to people just because you guys went to the same middle school and high school together or you've known them your whole yeah, life or whatever for however many yeah. years it's like yeah. dude i had no choice in this like we just lived in the same we were born in the same area yeah it's it's a weird one and then i think about like would this motherfucker be here if i needed him like mm-hmm. when all that all the shit comes down are they still around mhm probably not no right. find so. out yeah. I need to piss real quick, so we'll put this on pause. Okay, cool. So we're back from pissing. That was much needed. Um, so interesting. I had this thought as as we're sitting here, and then as after, during our my piss, and then after before you came in, is this the idea of change? And you said something 
about listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and um, why would he want to talk to you? Shit like that. Well, here you are on a podcast. You've never been on a podcast no, before. Never. So what do you want to talk about? Like we've been talking for an hour, right? Here's your opportunity. You can talk about, ask any question, talk about anything you want to talk about. What is, what is on your mind? What, what is it that, that, that Bryce would want to chat with? Um, anybody about this is your, this is your time. Well, I guess, what do you think of like the state of the world right now <laughs> where things are going? Let's talk about that. Great fucking that question. A, I think, um, there's lots of things fucking happening. Yeah. Let's right? talk about American culture and like the shift that you are seeing or that, you know, maybe you're seeing as far um, as like where things are going politically, socially, um, I'm, tr- I'm going to try real hard not to be biased by the other shit that I listen to that helps inform my, um, my knowledge on what I think the state of the world is right. Or a culture or the U S or whatever. Um, I think this year has been fucking strange. Yeah. Um, and I think people need, and I'm one of these people, right? Not one of these people with COVID, but one of these, I'm just a person, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes need to, 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 to grasp onto something to feel a part of something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like communities so well, like jujitsu, like I'm, I love jujitsu and I connect to that. Right. But there are people out there that are not connected to other people. So they, they grasp on ideology. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this, this last year with, um, the pandemic, people have latched on to right or left, mm-hmm. good or bad, um, and not paying attention to just being cool, mm-hmm. right? And kind, mm-hmm. right? And standing up for yourself and others. Um, but just latching onto these ideas that, that they don't, they, they listen to a 30 second blurb on something and they think that that's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just repeat it and, and they like, repeat that's what it. they go with. Yeah. They don't they, have to think about it or because anything. what happens is I was talking to my dad about this and I love my dad. My dad's one of the kindest guys in the world. And, and I, and I would do anything for him, but he, he watches the 24 hour news cycle of the loop of the thing over and mm-hmm. over again. So he, mm-hmm. he believes that that's true. The, the media is not about telling the, the truth anymore. It's no, about, it's about getting viewers, viewers and what they feel is the truth, mm-hmm. right? Not the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about, he's somebody that's been vaccinated wears a mask, refuses to travel outside of his bubble. And it gives, and obviously there's some other issues that he has that help with that um, thing. And I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but it's that 24 hour news house that says mm-hmm. COVID's on the rise and da, 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 and not knowing what that even means. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not, not understanding um, who's dying from COVID, right. Mm-hmm. Who's getting COVID. Who's, who's understanding um, the virus and what's going on in the world. And I think that's the problem is people are unwilling to, to do their own work Mm -hmm. and make their own decisions. They're willing to just listen to CNN or Fox or, 
or one news that's a, that's real crazy right wing one never heard of um, news my dad watches newsmax i don't know what he, that one is it's um probably right leaning uh-huh. more like i guess i would say independent but it's just sure. you know a news media outlet that's you know right leaning yeah I, I've but he's definitely in a similar boat as your dad yeah. on the 24 hour news cycle. Um, but just probably on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> tend to go hear about something and then I go search it out. Mm-hmm. What are people talking, saying about this, right? Who's looking at that? And then I look at the people that are being thoughtful about it, mm-hmm. right? People that are looking at it in a thoughtful, educated way. Right. And the reason I started doing that and started looking at things a little more skeptic, more skeptically is um, when I saw the documentary, um, fuck, sugar, sugar coated, mm. um, where the Harvard University professor mm-hmm. lied about sugar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we're supposed to rely on our. Uh, academia to tell us the the right thing mm-hmm. air quotes right or the or the thing that's true not to lie to us about to get get money or to mm-hmm. say these things so if anybody's hasn't seen it, sugar code is a great um, documentary about the sugar industry and how it's actually worse than the smoking industry and how they lied um on such a high level about um the benefits of sugar and low fat basically yeah basically yes and gave everybody diabetes. Gave everybody diabetes. So it's a great one. So that's when I really started. I've always been a critical thinker, mm-hmm. but really that was the one like I need to I need to go out and l- once I hear one thing, look and see what the opposite things are saying. Um, I really like uh, Rob Wolf's view on stuff. Um, he's kind of the paleo, keto um guide we're on to Patrick. So I've really mm-hmm. paid attention to what they're saying mm-hmm. about how to be healthy and virologists about what's, how it works and viral load. And mm-hmm. so really going out there and like that. So, so what I feel like is people want to latch onto something and connect to something. And so when they do that, then they think they demonize everybody else as opposed yeah. to just saying we, we have different opinions about something and yeah. that's okay. <clears throat> that's um, I think like the, the isolation has also pushed people to fall into like these different camps even harder because you're losing your community. You're mm-hmm. losing that human interaction on a mm-hmm. daily basis. You're behind a mask. So now mm-hmm. it's like a little more dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, when you, uh, converse with people, um, yep. and just like working at the bar, like, uh, some of the staff, just the way that they approach people, um, it, when it comes to like masks and stuff, um, or following like the mandates, it's just so rude. Like they yell, you know, it's like the quintessential Karen move where it's like, uh, put your fucking mask on. Like, don't come up here without your fucking mask. It's like, guys, come on. Just, he forgot to put his mask on when he walked over to the bathroom. Like he was sitting down. Why don't we just, you know, remind him that he needs to have the mask on. If that's our policy, you don't have to yell. But even like other patrons, people that are in like, there's a whole like attacking right around the whole COVID thing. And it is very much like a, you know, a group narrative that everyone goes off of when it, when it, like, if you're talking about like how dangerous COVID is, like why we need to wear masks 
or like if you're going to get vaccinated and all of that, it's very like stock. Everyone's kind of saying the same stuff. And I say do whatever makes you feel safe. Yeah. That's... But don't fucking tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't tell me that I'm not educated enough to understand how I take care of my body. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, don't tell me when you're 300 pounds that I need to do the shit that I do, mm-hmm. that you're doing. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. No. And when you come up to me and do that. Yeah. Like go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's like, obviously you're not that worried about the virus. Otherwise you wouldn't be approaching me because I would be a threat to you. Right. If I didn't have a mask on, like you should be scared and like not come up to me. It's not so much about wearing a mask. It's more about you wanting to tell me what to do and controlling my behavior. I, I have been lucky enough and this is part of this is, I don't know if this is good or bad. Okay. But I look a certain way. So most people don't approach me. See, I have the opposite effect. Um, I think I'm a little bit too agreeable. So people are very, like, I'm up too approachable. Okay. And it, it like, it's annoying because I don't know. I, like, I need to be more rude to people. I need to, maybe not more rude. I just need to set boundaries a little bit better. Ah, okay. Um, and, like... I don't know. So if you're usually not, if I'm in a conversation that I don't want to be in at the bar, I'm like, I'm taking it on the chin for a little bit longer than I want to. Or why like, can't, so do you feel like you have to conform to what they're saying as opposed to saying like, I don't more know, like, I don't really agree just, with that. No. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't voice that. I don't agree. You know why it's just easier to not have to fucking get in a, you know, verbal battle almost or just like a disagreement with someone just be like oh that's what you think okay i have i don't agree at all and i'm just gonna yeah i mean i guess there's a time and a place right Mm -hmm. like to be able to to do that like i agree Mm -hmm. with like sometimes you're you're not gonna for me it's not about changing somebody's mind Mm -hmm. for me it's just like i want to if you think that well i'm gonna also tell you what i think Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. and like oh you're gonna be a dick to me because i and you're and you're gonna and you're gonna say I'm quoting science. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're quoting someone else, quoting someone else's science, mm-hmm. right? That probably lied about it, right? Or it's not even science. You're just like appealing to authority, yeah, and saying like this is what science says, so believe it. Yeah, like that sign that people post that says I believe in science. I think it's so stupid. It's oh, like, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? It's oh. like on a list of things. It's like, I believe on, I believe in science is one of them. And I just read that. I'm like, that's literally like saying, I believe in, in thinking. Right. I believe in thought. Right. Science isn't something you believe in. It's a, it's a freaking tool. It's a practice. It's a a method. Yeah. It's a methodology of like asking questions about the world and trying to find answers. Exactly. It's not something you'd believe in. Right. It's a practice. It's a practice. (laughs) I believe in science. Um, Okay. I practice science. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I am not a huge um, social media person, mm-hmm. just because of I just was I just was never the world I lived in right for a long time. I didn't get into that stuff, right? Like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of ass backwards on technology, right? Like I just have just behind on some of that stuff, and I really want to be better at. It, but I've just I've just so I don't. So I never got into Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I got Facebook a couple of years ago, but I just started like messing Instagram with it or, because of mm-hmm. um, the jujitsu group and another, um, like when I sign up for these different um, 
uh, fitness programs. Mm -hmm. They have a Facebook group mm -hmm. so I can ask questions about like volume or whatever, which, are, which has been helpful. But other than that, I never really did. And I have Instagram, mm -hmm. but I only follow like people that are going to bring positive stuff. Yeah. So I don't get a lot of this. Honestly, social media, it's not very good for the social aspect. Like I went through and purged my Instagram of like all the people that I'm like not interested in the mm -hmm. things you're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't like the stuff you post because it's, I don't know, I just like, it's not interesting to me mm -hmm. or it's just kind of like, uh, it, I, I hate to use the word toxic, but it's just yeah. not positive. Right. You That's know? what I, it's, if it's not hope filled and positive, I'm not, I usually and get rid of it. Okay. So I don't want like inspirational quotes all over my Instagram. I just want truth. I want something real, you know? So like I'll follow nature is metal. And it's just, you know, animals getting jacked, having their faces ripped yep. off. It's just nature. And yeah. so there's definitely like some dark stuff on my Instagram, but it's truth. It's right. like closer to the truth. It's not just all rainbows and positive messages and like good vibes. I like um, porn on my Instagram. And I don't mean like yeah. watching porn, but I like that. I like like butts. Like butts. Yeah, I um, started following a couple of yeah, I like, booty accounts. I was like, you know what? Why don't I watch? Like, right. yeah, I like this. Na like, let's see a little bit more. Nature's metal. I, yep. My one of my favorites is White Sharks Daily. Ooh. What oh my god! Great just great white, white sharks, sharks. Just smashing. Just well, or just there's like sometimes they just do like the um, above shot of them swimming, swimming, and how. Mm -hmm huge they are and sometimes they'll do it and they'll be like surfers in the water and there's the fucking image of the great white not even fucking with them mm -hmm. just there like i just love that around. shit yeah um, c i follow at c that's a really cool account oh it's auto just, follows that one yeah yeah i also like oh, i mean lots okay, of powerlifting so probably one of the most fucked up accounts that i follow is uh this medical pathologist and like she does like uh like a forensic examiner or like um when you die and you go and get your autopsy the coroner a thing. coroner yeah. basically yeah okay. um and she posts like horrific vi images videos it's like people that are like dead in a car accident and like his legs like ripped off i can't do that dude i i watch that or i follow her um and she has like this other thing that she does. It's like called like mystery diagnosis where she'll post an image of like some, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, skin disease and be like, what is it? And then you go in the comments, everyone's trying to guess. And she's like, find out, like subscribe to my gross room. It's even, <laughs> it's even grosser in there. Oh God. No, but dude, I can't it's do just it. like, yeah, man, that's life. Like, yep. you know, one of her posts was a guy that got hit by a freaking car on a bicycle and his legs off. And it's like, yeah, dude, that could, that could actually fucking happen. Yeah. That's real life. So yeah, that's, that is some dark shit there, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't go that dark with my Instagram. I'm really into watching the stories. I like, mm -hmm. Jill's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just watching Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. Cause there's something about those that mm -hmm. are just hilarious. And I love funny shit mm -hmm. on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like I Comedians. love, yeah. Comedy or practical jokes mm -hmm. or shit like that. So I love that stuff, but I don't really get, and if it gets too, weirdly political i'm just get rid of it because mm -hmm. it's just i just i i, I, get so I try it. not to do that too much like when someone does some like post something politically that's just yeah. like i don't agree with that and i don't even want to see it on my instagram because i don't want to be in my own thought bubble so agree. I, I have a pretty good mix of people on the left and right just because like from where i grew up 
was a little closer to being in rural America. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's that conservative bend mm -hmm. and then moving here to Lawrence and meeting people, uh, in college, like that's a pretty liberal bend. Mm -hmm. Um, like the whole Gina Carano situation, right? Do you follow Gina Carano? No. What happened? So she was on the show Mandalorian. Did you ever watch Mandalorian? Uh, no. Are you a Star I Wars mean, fan? Yeah, I like Star Wars, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Okay, so like, there's a great fucking TV show called Mandalorian. Um, and she was on it, but she posted um, this thing about basically like how the left is treating the right and turning people in is like what um, Germans did to their neighbors in mm -hmm. um, Nazi Germany. And she got fucking canceled and kicked off the show for it. And so... I follow her, but some, and I followed her before that. And she's a, um, she was a badass. She paved the way for a female, um, mixed martial arts too. Mm -hmm. You should look up some of her fights. Really mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but some of it gets a little out there, but I'm like, I just stay with it because you, you know, like she's awesome. You know, it's just, it's a little strange. So I, there's some people that I do make sure I stay with, even though I write it mm -hmm. out. Like there's this one, um, chick that I follow, who's Hispanic, but man, she was just on that Trump train. Like it was crazy. And I just, I'm like, that just, I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't get, it's like a team, team mindset. Yeah. That was huge with like the right wing or even the left wing too. Like both, the whole yeah, yeah. They both do it. Yeah. But yeah, the Trump uh, thing was like this weird phenomenon where yeah. he's like a cultural icon for people that, I don't know, were more conservative but I almost don't even like saying that because there's, I don't know, there's conservative values that I really identify with, but mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't even remotely come close to the Republican Party. Jill and I anything. have this discussion that it, I think it gave the people that were racist the person to be able to come out and mm -hmm. be more racist, mm -hmm. right? Like I think there was something about Trump, whether it be his political advisor that was the fucking super racist mm -hmm. or him saying not, or him not um, saying that that other thing was wrong. He was never said anything like outwardly that I can remember racist, but not agreeing with or not condemning some act or something mm -hmm. like that. Right. So I think it gave this, these, um, these white supremacy groups, the um, permission to act a certain way and that they wouldn't, get demonized by the right. Mm -hmm. I also I, think he gave people the permission to be quote unquote trolls, which yes. is basically just an asshole yep. on the internet. And it's like, yeah, which, you have permission to attack the other side because I mean, they're doing it to us and you can yep. do it back. Yeah. And it's just like spiraling out of control. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <clears throat> So I don't even know what's going on. With I was like thinking about this the other day. I don't even know what's going on with Trump these days. Like I think he's in some trouble, but I don't. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I kind of just stay away from politics anymore. Yeah. Um. I remember one of your podcasts that you had, uh, where you were talking about how like you guys kind of took a break on like national media and you just were following the local stuff. Mm -hmm. And yep. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Um. So I just been like reading the local newspaper yeah you know when i'm at work or something if it's slow check yeah. the headlines read a couple articles yeah but for the most part like the national stuff 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I see enough from social media to know what's going on, what the narratives are. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I want my interaction and my input about the world to come from my world. Mm. So what is happening right around me? Yeah, you know, that's that's where the world is. You know, it's not fucking 500 miles away with some huge massive problem of like riding in this city like no one's riding here in lawrence kansas right nor should they be i um i had an interesting thought i found it interesting my own thoughts are pretty interesting i think (laughs) (laughs) um so there's this thing happening with russia right so they're 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 gearing up kind of that well that's what the media says right they're and they're and they're getting closer to the ukraine (coughs) we have china and then some of the other things that I've been listening to is I wonder if they're watching us kind of implode. I'm sure they are. And are like, okay, it's our time. Because we're soft now. Oh, right? yeah. Super soft. I met a person while we're on vacation, and he works for the, the Department of Defense. He's an he's a engineer on Navy ships. And this, the things that he said that they don't say anymore to um, the, like the military, like mm-hmm. they have to be nice to him or they're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can't believe that's our military. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's not, they're soft. They're good. You can, you can cancel your Admiral now. Right. Or get, get your Admiral fired because he hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It's insane. And if, and if that's where we're, we want right or left, whatever, we want our military to protect us, period. I don't give a fuck what side you're on, and I don't want my military to be super soft. No. I want them to be, on some level, inclusive Yeah, across the board for things. If you want to fight for the U.S. and die, you can be whoever the fuck you want and go do it. And if you're in it, I don't think you should be discriminated when you're in it, right? So if you're willing to go die for our country, then join up and if you're black and you're white and the white person is being racist to the black person get that fucking dude out of here or if we have somebody that's transgender or beat his ass or if we have somebody that's transgender that's willing to die for their country and we're gonna fuck with them because of that fuck that that's bullshit Mm -hmm. right if you can do all the same shit then do it right don't don't mess with the standards yeah don't make us weak don't make us soft and if you want to do it, do it. Yeah, for sure. You know, but I just, and I, but I think the world is watching us implode mm-hmm. and we're not going to be the, the nation that we used to be. Yeah. Uh, well, Tim Kennedy posted on his Instagram couple, like last week, it was like that meme where it's like, uh, hard times create. Oh yes. Strong men, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, weak yep. men create hard times. And he's like, you are here and it's weak time or hard times. Yep. Um, I saw that and I was like, dang, this is, I guess like hard times. Like it doesn't feel like it for me, even though like I've had a lot of struggles the last year. Um, Oh, I don't think this is hard times. I think this is still good times. I think that's what he's saying. I still feel like it's good times. I just feel like people are just, I don't know. People are soft. That's yeah. Yeah. They're fucking soft. And I also, I don't know if it's because we're in a college town that we have this view. Like, is everybody soft? Like cross probably they are i mean we have so many people that are obese and overweight 
Yeah. And you think about like, I don't know, we have a warped perspective because we do jujitsu. So we think that those are normal people. Everyone that comes and trains. Yeah, they're stuff. not normal. That is a, that is a good fucking so point, right? So not normal. And I, am, and I have not been normal ever. Right. Yeah, so I, like, I, I haven't have just, either. I've always had like the drive to do something. Yeah. Like I've even been, when my life was falling apart, I was always like, dude, you can still train your body. Like yeah. no matter what. I've always done something or have some type of goal. And when I didn't, we could, and Jill would protest to this. I was fucking depressed. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have some type of fitness or life pursuit, I was acting like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the thing is if you don't have any drive or, and I'm not saying that depressed people, I mean, I work with depressed and anxious people and we help work to find plans for them to find meaning. Right. And you have to, there is no meaning. There is no meaning other than what you decide what meaning is. Mm -hmm. That is it. I mean, if you believe in God and that's meaning for you, you've created that meaning for you. There are other people that believe in God and there is no meaning. Like mm-hmm. it's whatever you decide the meaning is. So that's the thing is you've got to find out what, what you're passionate about, what you, what you find meaningful and go for it. The, the sad thing is there's too many people um, eating McDonald's, watching shitty ass Netflix series or, or NBC series. And that's all they're doing, right? They go to their shitty job that they hate, right? Which is part of the problem. Is that is it is that instead of finding something they're passionate about doing, right? They've been they've been spoon fed or shoved down their throat. They've got to make money, mm-hmm. or they've got to go to college. They they rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for college, and then have to work some fucking piece of shit job that they hate to pay their student loans. So what else are they going to do? do you think, they don't can't do anything else. Do you think part of like the lack of meaning that a lot of people are feeling um, might stem from like this attack on conservative family values where like the nuclear family is kind of, I feel like the nuclear family is under attack. Um, like what do you mean? As that? far as like when I say under attack, I mean like, it is not something that is held in very high esteem to like get married, have a job, have children, have a nuclear family. Um, and like, it's, I think it's politicized. Like for instance, like I remember checking out black lives matter last summer and went to their webpage. And in one of the paragraphs, it was literally a paragraph of their mission statement. It was, we're here. We want to undermine the nuclear family and replace it with like, community based upbringing where everyone is like working together to raise the children, which just sounds like communism. Um, and also well, you just fucking went there, didn't you? Yeah. Like <laughs> um, if you look at the communities that aren't doing the best in our country, they are the ones that don't have a nuclear family. Um, I don't know about that. You don't think so? Um, I think that, um, I don't know. I have heard stuff about the organizers, the the not the people that believe in Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. but the people that created or our CEOs are not doing very good things with the money. But I haven't I'm not educated enough to go down that road, right? Of like that movement. I can speak a little bit about the nuclear family versus community versus the world that government white people 
and poverty. Okay. So when you, and, and in, as a, as a, as a privileged male, I can also speak a little bit about that. And I can also speak about institutional racism. Cause I, cause I've studied it a little bit is that th- that thing exists. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a great example of institutional racism where that community currently is not being fixed because of all of the, of the things that have happened over the years that keep poor people, poor black, poor people, poor and white people, rich on the outside and, and money that goes to other places other than funding the poor people. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and poor black people and our, our country And this is what I think is, this is why I find it very hard for people to understand. And, and I, when I say people, I mean white men or even women to understand why racism, racism and institutional racism still exists is because our country was founded on the backs of black people. They built this country. Mm-hmm for free for us out of slavery. And then when you do that, right, you then create a group of people that always feel less than because they've never, they never started on the same path as we did. Whether you came over here from England or whatever, as an immigrant, you were always had more. Mm-hmm. So, this idea that we're the same now as far as like economic or race is ridiculous. Now, are there pockets of people that have done of um, people of color that have done really fucking well? Of course. Right. Are there pockets of white people that are really poor? Of course. And you take a white dude that's poor out of, um, appellation, right? You fix his teeth, you do all this stuff, you give him an education and you put him next to a, a black dude, right? That white dude's going to get that job. It's just the way it's going to fucking go, right? For the most part. Mm-hmm. Because of bias and prejudice and racism over time. Now, is it getting better? Is it the best it's ever been now? Mm-hmm. Of course. That's the problem I have, right? It still exists and it's sad that it still exists, but it is getting better. It's not 1750. It's not 1863. It's not 1950. Right. Is there things that are fucked up and, and white people and Nazism and white supremacy still happening? Yes. And that needs to stop. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's still better. The shit that has happened with cops. It's terrible, but I'm not a cop. I'm not black. I don't know. I don't know what I feel like sometimes in the mess of all this that I'm upside down in the ocean after a wave and I don't know what's up or down or right Mm -hmm. or or right or wrong. I don't know how to, do I believe people should, shouldn't die? Yes. Do I believe cops have a tough, tough job? Yes. Do I think some cops are racist? Yes. Do I think some cops are not? Yes. Do I, you know, all of this shit, right? Do I think they need more more training? Yes. They need a lot more training. Fuck dude. Not to know the difference between a fucking gun and a taser. Yeah. And to hear that video where she's like, oh, fuck, 
Yeah, my dad, he had a pretty interesting take. So my dad was a cop in Topeka for 26 years. And um, the lady that shot the guy and didn't know the difference between her gun and taser, he was like, she was probably a house mouse. As, meaning that she was just always in the office or mm-hmm. in the department doing clerical mm-hmm. bullshit. And then they probably had like a really short staff um, or uh, officers to be out on the street. And so they just tossed her out there. Yep. So, you know, someone that never is in the fire, not training, mm-hmm. you give them a gun and a taser and tell them to go deal with a stressful environment and then all this and, and deal in a stressful environment. And then they just crumble they have no training to fall back on so there there is so much prejudice against and bias against black people by white people that it it just it's really shocking to me because they i think you automatically assume black is bad i think that's just the way our society that and that's i guess my point from what we've just that's been put into our brains like since the slavery is black is bad, right? Less than black is less than black is black is scary, right? Think about the eighties and nineties media and you're young. Mm-hmm. So this, this will for people that can is all that was over the news in the eighties and nineties was like black gangs. NWA and gangs, gangs. They're all in gangs. They're black, bad, black, you know, da, da, da. It's like, that's filled our, you know, Mm-hmm. So it ma- so it made, you know, somebody like myself when I went into Wichita. Oh, should I be scared about going into the neighborhood? This and I'd be like, eh, well, fuck. And you just think of, it made me think that way, right? But then I was like, all right, fuck. Well, what's what? Okay, mm-hmm. you know. And I challenge it in my brain, right? But it still made me. If that didn't exist on the media, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what if we run into a gang? member or whatever like okay you know it's just a weird i think it's and i think it's just exists i think it's institutional racism exists and i don't i think that struggles people have a struggle with really admitting that yeah period i i agree with you on the institutional racism and for the most part i think like people that um are part of the blm movement like their intentions are good and they actually have like pure um, like they want, you know, better life for black Americans. They want these issues to be addressed. Um, but it's just like some of the political leanings and like, uh, their ideas of how they're going to institute these changes. That's where I start to disagree or where like red flags pop up. And I'm like, maybe that this isn't the best route my, that we should go down. My, but, I like I yeah. We need to have actual solutions. We need to bring up, you know, the lowest um, class in our society. We need to make them better. Uh, get them the resources that they need. Bring them out of poverty. Deal with the crime. My problem is why are we? Why get them are we, something stable so that they can actually like have a life. Why are we relying on a, a nonprofit to just to tell us that we shouldn't be racist? And like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be racist. Well, yeah. I think everyone knows that you shouldn't be racist. Right. Like, right. Or, or, or most, understand your bias. At least, yeah. at least understand that differences are great. Right. The difference between me and you, the difference between, um, my new friend Deja who lives in Minnesota. I love the differences between her and my, because we're different. 
and we're the same. We're still human beings, but we look different. We think about things differently. She's way smarter than me. She's way better at jujitsu than me, right? And she's amazing. And we also have the same heart, like mm-hmm. similar hearts. They beat mm-hmm. lungs that mm-hmm. like we're the fucking same. We feel things. We love things. We hate things. We cry about things, right? Mm-hmm. We're all human beings. We just look different. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Why is that wrong? Right? Why do I need to judge somebody for that? And why do we need to keep somebody down for that? Right? Why do I give a fuck if somebody wants a penis as opposed to their vagina? I don't. I don't care. If that's what you want to do, great. If that makes you happy, great. I want people to, be, to find their dreams, be happy, and not get fucked with. Yeah. Period. And also not fuck with me. Don't fuck with yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can. But I'm okay. We should all be able to do this. But I'm okay. Like I'm, 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 I'm somebody that doesn't get fucked with enough. So I don't worry too much. Like, like I, I kind of sometimes like don't fuck with my rights. But I'm not getting fucked with that much. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. Yeah, I know. Like my mom always says that. She's like, I'm so worried about. You know, just where the country's going, and like it's gonna be really hard for white guys. No, it'll never. It's gonna be fine. Like I'm gonna be okay. One because I'm never gonna have the mentality of like, oh man, the world's out to get me. Right. That's the I thing. I mean, right? I've never. I've also recognized that I've never grown up in an environment where that felt like the reality. So pretty easy for me to say that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think I think there's I think for people that have it harder than we do, to have some. Um, ability to have accountability for themselves and say, man, I've been given a, not be given a fair shake mm-hmm. and I need to rely on Bryce to help me mm-hmm. not to get a better fair shake. Right. We need everybody to help everybody. Mm-hmm. Period. True. This isn't, I don't no one's like coming to help us. I do not Nobody's like the John Wayne bail us out. Like we got to help each other. Yep. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, fan of the John Wayne pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. I believe that what what I believe is everybody needs help every now and again in their life. Whatever that fucking looks like, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a little extra cash, right? Mm-hmm. Or somebody gives a reference for a job mm-hmm. or talking about how depressed they are. Everybody needs help for yeah, that. I've had so much help in my life just from my family, yeah. from mentors in college, yeah. like that John Wayne There's fucking, no way yeah. I could do it by myself. Like I'd fucking be. Nobody can do it by themselves. And to think, and that was the rhetoric that we used to get from the the right is mm-hmm. that you're, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and da da da. And that was that was the thing. And I don't necessarily, I don't believe that. And I don't believe that everybody should get a handout mm-hmm. because what are you going to learn, mm-hmm. right? Like if everything's given to you then you're then you've never earned anything you have never strived for anything never you haven't like uh built the calluses in your mind so to speak to get past struggle or to like live in struggle right if you're always getting stuff given to you like there like when i was in college it i mean you could use money because you use some extra money and uh could always just mention it and you know a hundred bucks might come my way from my aunt, my parents, mm-hmm. someone. So that was very easy. And there was a point like last summer where I was having trouble finding work. I just graduated. I was burning through my savings really rapidly. And uh, it was basically a month where I wasn't able, able to make my rent. But I told myself, I was like, 
I'm not accepting money from my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what happens if I get evicted, but I'm not moving back home and I'm not taking a handout from anyone. Like, I'm going to figure this shit out and I'm just going to struggle through it. And through that process, like, it was so freeing because one, you, um, I mean, for me, realize it's not going to be the end of the world. You can still, like, you're not getting evicted right mm -hmm. now you can pay this back next month or get on a payment plan and work through it. Like your life's not going to come crashing down. The sky's still going to be up there. And, uh, yeah, I had to like struggle a little bit. I was eating a lot of rice and, uh, freaking ground beef and mustard. Like that was oh, fucking that love was that shit, man. That was a meal. <laughs> I'm a weirdo like, though. Um, get after it and just deal with it. And but you also manifested and set it. some intentions, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe in that shit. When we manifest what we want to do and we set intentions for that, mm -hmm. shit usually works out. It may not work exactly out like how we do it, but that's I think that's also what people forget to do mm -hmm. is sit there, manifest what you want. And just trust. Think about just it. Just like trust that, yeah, shit is going to work out. And put your intention out there, whatever that intention is, hopefully it's good, and hand it over to the universe. I remember I was struggling at this job. It was a big wig job. I say that like, but it was. It was a, it was a big wig in, in the world that I was in, right? And I fucking hated it. And some shit went down. I was like, all right, I'm going to go get another job somewhere else. And I remember driving down the, the, the street, and I had applied for this job, and I said to the universe, I said, Man, just give me this job. I just really would like this job. Just to get out of this, I'll go fucking work my, you know, I would just put out lots of intention, lots of stuff, and then I handed it over to the universe. I got the fucking job, right? Now, did the universe give me the job? I don't know. Don't care, right? But I got out of it, and then that job didn't work out, right? Mm -hmm. But it got me in this path of starting to do different things, right? Starting to think about things differently, setting intentions, manifesting things, right? Mm-hmm. And putting stuff out there, right? Like the the podcast is a gr another example of, of that is like, I really want to do a podcast. I'd been talking about doing a podcast for five fucking years. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And I'm like, I'm just going to do the podcast. And I just put it out there, bought the equipment. You know, before the pandemic, I bought the equipment. But then once it hit, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then a few weeks ago, I just hadn't been in. I just wasn't doing the podcast. I just don't know. I don't know. I just kind of just feeling sorry for myself, right? Injuries, mm -hmm. surgery, shit like that. And I was like, fuck. And then this week, this week I've been starting to manifest some shit, man. Started writing some stuff down. Put some, well, writing stuff down. Put some stuff in my phone about another adventure I want to go on. Thinking about another adventure I want to go on. Um, I don't know. What does that entail? I got an adventure that I'm planning. It's basically like this is what I'm going to do. I think for my immediate future, actually. So I, I don't really have any strong career aspirations right now or direction. I'm like, so I'm going to put this out there now. So now I'm going to put it out into the universe in a different way. Right. It's mm -hmm. going to be on the podcast. Fuck. Thanks a lot, bro. I haven't, well, I'll I kind of brought it up. Too. I'll put mine out too, okay. because the only people that I've brought it up to is my brother. Okay. So that's kind of Which like brother? cheating Tyler. Okay. So that's cheating because it's just the two of us. So that's pretty still, very so private. Jill knows, and I think a couple other people know, um, I've always loved t-shirts since I was a kid. I've always loved t-shirt and jeans, t-shirt and shorts. That was always my mm -hmm. preferred 
um, dress. And I used to wear t-shirts to my first professional job. And I can't believe I fucking did it. Right. I was working for this, for this community mental health center and wearing a t-shirt and doing therapy. And I was like, what, this is so inappropriate. Like I shouldn't be fucking wearing a t-shirt. Like, but nobody said anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I got some other jobs and started wearing suits and things like that. And and now I'm on my own. I'm like wearing fucking t-shirts again. I fucking love t-shirts. I love t-shirts that have like soft, like these that have fucking inspirational things or cool fucking mm-hmm. um, art on them. So I want to do t-shirts. Do it. And I fucking created this really cool consulting company, right? Well, name for consulting company and name for a podcast. So I have a cool name and a cool um, logo, right? Or a cool saying like, uh, uh, perseverance through strength and vulnerability, right? Like Which I love that saying. Fuck. Or no, it's forging perseverance through strength, strength. and vulnerability, right? Iron and soul, right? Mm-hmm. Irons. So that that what a fucking great like deal. But it I, what I've been freaking out about is the work. I don't know how to fucking draw anything. I'm not an artist. But you know artists. I do. And and so some of the stuff I've been manifesting and putting out there and like putting on there is like putting something on the rivers Facebook who knows an artist who knows how to use social media in a way that could help me do this like how to, who you know like starting to think about it right so we'll see I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe get like 100 shirts made mm-hmm. I got sure. um I know someone that's very good with social media she runs the social media at uplift coffee okay uh, her name is Chris O'Brien. She works there. She's okay. the owner's sister. Okay. So def- definitely put you in touch with her. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things about jujitsu is the community aspect yeah. because that's like really where wealth is. Is It's in the people that you know mm-hmm. and who you can call on and work yeah. with. Right. But I have. But if I put it out there, right, that means I have to follow through, right? Mm-hmm. And and as much as I'm a as a a doer and, and, and a good influence on that stuff. I still get scared about shit. Like it's yeah. still scary to me. Like what if I, if I put this out there, I mean, how much work is this going to be? What da, 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 da. am I going to, is it going to change the way I have to work now? Because I really like the way I work now and I get to do jujitsu and da, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, but if I'm passionate about it, is it work? I don't believe so. Right. Mm-hmm. I love therapy and I love sitting with people. It does not feel, Sometimes it feels like work because there's some really intense shit, but um, most of all, it's 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 great, right? Mm-hmm. Life helping. So I don't know. Well, that's my next your next move, and I'd like to be able to to bump this this and get some. I love talking to everybody that I talk to, but I love to take the podcast to the next level. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to contact people that. I'm interested in talking to and mm-hmm. I've done some right. Like Matt Vincent, do you know who Matt Vincent is? He's a, so. um, he was a two times Highland games winner. He owns a, um, a really cool company, like apparel company out of St. He lives in St. Louis now, but it's called mm-hmm. hate brand. Hate brand. Goods. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, dude, you know who would be an interesting guy that you could talk to? Who? Uh, Phil Stevens. He's in Topeka. He has the gym uh, yeah, strength guild. Yeah, him and he, Matt are friends. Yeah, he does all of Matt's like shipping yeah, and shit. Yeah, exactly. That's why whenever I order something, I get the next day because yeah. it comes from fucking it's come, Topeka. Comes right out. Of Topeka. But I've had a chat with Matt over 
like Instagram a few times and he's willing to come do it, but it's like, or he's willing to be on it. It's just him coming to Lawrence or mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm trying to figure it. So I need to get with Matt and, or mm-hmm. what's your, what's the guy's name? Uh, Phil Stevens, Phil Stevens and talk to him. And Lindsay was going to put me in touch with him too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and that's, yeah. So it's like getting that next mm-hmm. to the next thing is a little nerve wracking, but I've got to rely once again, I've got to rely on people that I know to be willing to, mm-hmm. to connect me mm-hmm. to that. So, but I really, Dude, I really, you know, what's crazy is in the world that we live in today, you're literally like eight connections away from anyone in the world. Right. There's this lady, uh, she lives here in Lawrence. She comes into the coffee shop. She went to high school with, uh, Leif Babin, who is, um, yeah. Jocko's like business par- partner yeah. at Echelon Front. She's met Jocko. She was at like Leif Babin's wedding. And got to meet him in person. I was like, holy shit. It's such a small world. But like they know each other. She's so, here in Lawrence. So they how do, can together. we get life on the podcast? Well, I, could, I don't know. Right. We can figure it out. We can try. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, he wrote, he co-wrote those books. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to those books? I haven't. Not yet. But oh. definitely on my list. Along with uh, Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Oh, you haven't listened to that? I haven't. I, I heard that that one is better audiobook. Yeah, audio for sure. Yeah, because the podcast <clears> kind <throat> of thing is awesome. I can't believe you haven't listened to that. Mm-hmm. That should, you should go home after that. After get this, this, get and yeah. fucking listen to it. Yeah, that that book came to me in a time that I really need to listen to that book. It's a really interesting part history in my life where I was struggling mentally right and listen to that book and it fucking it got me and i've listened to it probably two more times since then mm-hmm. and gave me a kick in the ass and changed helped me change my path Hell yeah. and quit feeling sorry for myself same mm-hmm. with jocko and mm-hmm. some things they all came to me at this time in my life where i needed them to mm-hmm. i needed to hear their uh their stuff mm-hmm you know, so it's interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. You kind of just find the stuff that you need when you need yeah. it. Yep. Like, uh, when I was in my earlier twenties and was, a not doing anything like the first thing that I found that like helped me pull myself out of that and to like change my life was stoicism. Oh yeah. So that was like yeah. the first philosophy that mm-hmm. I really dove in on and that actually had some like practical use. So what's your, um, which, what do you like? What, what, what do you connect with stoicism about most? Um, just taking responsibility and uh, control over the things that you can control and mm-hmm. leaving everything else yep. as it is and not being so reactive. Yeah, responding, yeah. right? And there's a lot of practices that the stoics had that, um, you know, is very beneficial, like the morning journaling, the evening like going through the day, checking in, like what were you grateful for? What good things happened? What could you do better? Um, I liked also the idea of like thinking of all the horrible shit that could happen to you and getting right with that before you leave for the day. Okay. And just being like, yeah, I'm going to meet with someone that is going to be rude to me. You know, they're going to say mean things to me. They're going to insult me on my appearance. And that's fine because this, that they're just testing me. This is just a test for me to, you know, work on myself and to 
respond in the way that my higher self wants to respond and to not like get caught up in that ego trap and yeah. take it personal. You ever read the four agreements? I haven't, but I've heard you talk about oh, it. I've dude. heard of that book talked about a lot. That so, book. Once again, the I'm, whole not taking things personal, I think is like huge. So the good or the bad. Fuck. Yeah. I, Cause like how much control do you have over the good things that people compliment you on? And the, and you say, especially when it's surface level shit, like, well, it's not even about surface level stuff. Right. So like the thing about not taking things personally for good, right? Like somebody says, thank you for helping me change my tire. Right. Mm-hmm. So the four agreements actually fall in a certain way. Right. So, so when you learn them, you understand that in them in a way. So like there's be impeccable with your word. Right. Um, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions and always do your best. Right. The thing about it is what, 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 how it leads up to always do your best, right. Is if you're doing all of those things, you're always doing your best. Mm -hmm. If you're always doing your best, you're always doing those things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I help you change your tire and you say, thank you, right. For helping me change my tire. I don't need that. Thank you from you because I was doing my best, living my best, being impeccable with my word by helping you with my tire because it's my value mm-hmm. to help others. Mm-hmm. So whether I get a thank you or not does not, I do not care mm-hmm. because I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. That's where that idea of like the understanding people are like, well, you're not supposed to like compliments or thank yous or, or the good thing. No, that's fine and dandy. Like, but the reality is if I'm being my best self, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it, the only thing matters is me. I can't control you because you could. I could also help you with the tire, and you could say, "Hey, motherfucker, you didn't put the lug nuts on the way I would do it. That was dumb." Mm-hmm. But yet, you still needed my help. If I took it personally, I'd be like, "Well, well, that's just really mean. I helped you with the tire. Well, no, I'm still living my best life, mm-hmm. doing my best self, and helping mm-hmm. with your tire. That's what matters." That's your issue mm-hmm. about the lug nuts, not mine. They got, they went on just fine. So it's an it's an interesting. The one that I struggle with the most on that one is is not making assumptions. Yeah, that's tough. I struggle with that one more so lately than the the not taking things personally because we all make assumptions all the time. What I have to recognize is that I'm making the assumption and then like voice it too, and then back it off. Oh, that's yeah. an assumption that I made. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in, and in therapy with people, we do make some assumptions with, with clients. Like I make them, I'm like, Hey, we're going to make some assumptions here. I usually don't do that, but we're just going to try to follow this line of thought with some assumptions and then help them back it off. But it, that's the hardest one because we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, cause we're, cause we're just, we're working. So when somebody does something, I'm like, I make an assumption about why they did it. And then I'm like, I don't know why. Cause I'm not them. Mm-hmm. They did the thing. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I love that shit. I love stoicism and, and, and philosophy and trying to figure that out. And I, I, I was never a big writer, like a journaler. And then recently I decided that I was going to change, um, and just do it differently. when I decided to do a bunch of jujitsu classes all the time, starting February 1st, mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm going to write all this stuff down, like on some level and just get better at writing it down. Now, since I've had the surgery, I've, 
I've uh, we, like, I haven't done as much. So. Writing down what you did in practice, or yeah. So I started with that. Like I'd wait. Like I talk about. I'd write down like how I slept. Mm-hmm. How did my injuries feel? Right, because my shoulder was bugging me at that time terribly, and um, so I'd write about how I slept. Then I'd write my what my lifts were, how many what we did in AM. BJJ, and then if I went to a PM one, I write what we did and how many mm-hmm. rolls that I got, mm-hmm. and then I added what I was grateful for, and then I just started adding a little bit of extra as it went on, and then I would sum up the rolls that I had the week, like I had forty rolls or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, my rest day, what I did on my rest day, things like that, mm-hmm. what I'm grateful for. Yeah, that's so, really good. Yeah, um, I I go through like periods of like journaling every day, and then like not, and then coming back to it and journaling. But I have like pretty consistent journals from like all the way back in from 2016. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, just the writing and like the um, structure of my journal has changed so much from that time to now. Now it's more like when I journal, I'll usually I like to do like 45 minutes of reading. Mm-hmm. So I'll read some kind of like philosophy or like a quote unquote self help mm-hmm. book, but. It's not like self-help. It's more along the lines of like teaching you how to think mm-hmm. or like something like that comes from like Buddhist mm-hmm. lines of thinking, stoicism. And then, you know, maybe I'll find like a passage that resonates with me. I'll put that in there right at the top of the page and then just kind of like expand on it with in my own thoughts and stuff. Just like what I'm working on, things that are happening to me. That's kind of like what I journal about mm-hmm. now. Um, but when I was like training hard cycling, cause there was like a year where I got like really into riding bikes, I would do that. Like I would write out like goals for the week. Like, mm. I, like this week, I just want to really attack coming over the top of Hills. Like even when I'm tired, I want to get out of the saddle and I want to attack coming over the top of this Hill, every Hill doesn't matter. Interesting. And then, like, I would have, so like, do you attack it? I just need to ask a question. Do you attack it like midway th- like through the hill, like so. There's a point where like you understand where you are, kind of midway through. Then you attack, so you, then you, then you build the. So uh, my idea of attacking the hill would be to be accelerating over the crest. Okay. Okay. So that way I have more speed coming down. Right. And okay. Then, as opposed to like you know just petering over the top and then. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting, because I um, I I don't I didn't find that things change too much from writing because I tend to, to tend to man to change my frame of thought a lot. Right. Like I really appreciate Matt's guidance in jujitsu in the sense of like, he pounded in my head uh, in a, in a funny way and a real way, like learn to pass somebody's guard. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, and, th- and then he would say it in ways like you can't pass somebody's guard, da, 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 you know, like the way he does shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what happened is, is then I started creating a plan, right? Like mentally my plan, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit in somebody's guard for a while and figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once I get out of their guard or break their guard, I, I'm going to do this. And then after that, I'm going to do this and after mm-hmm. that. And then, then I laid it out. So then I've always had a plan. Right now, does that plan always no? But if you have your plan, you're not always reacting or responding. They have to react and respond to you, mm-hmm. which is, I think, to me, some of the foundation of jujitsu in life. Right? Is you want people to re- react and respond to you, and you don't want to react. Always be the one yeah, reacting and responding. You're going to be behind. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. So. I had a, a couple weeks ago, I had a pretty intense role with Marvin. Shout out to Marvin. Oh, love that Marvin. guy. Love him. Dude, love him so much, man. Yeah. He fucking put it to me, though. Oh, and he I puts was on the bottom, and he was not giving me any any room. And it was intense. Like, I, I only had one role that night. It was with Marvin, mm-hmm. and I was so just, like, gassed. Like, it was everything that I had to get through that role. I actually, I think I did, like, one other role, but it was, like, after taking 10 minutes to, like, recover. But uh, since then, I've been just in this mindset of, like, dude, I gotta, like, I'm going to get on top and just work on top because that's so much better than getting smashed on the bottom. Yep. Like, even when I'm tired, like, I'm going to be less tired if I'm on top of the guy than if I'm on the bottom trying to fight for position. Yep. I, um, couple so that's things. something I've been working on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's Top a good pressure. Thing. Yep. Moving. <sighs> pressure. Love pressure. All I want to do is smash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin, I think it might have been his first rollback after the pandemic. I don't know if it was mine, but I remember rolling with him June of last, I think it was June of last year. He took a piece of soul. Took There's, a piece of your soul? There hasn't been anybody that's taken a piece of that soul. He took a little piece of that soul that day. What do you do? I just, just destroy it. Like just the things that Marvin does. Yeah. He has not, like there has not been anybody else that is like, I walked off that mat after that roll with him. And I was like, oh, he took a piece of me. He owns a little bit of me now. Dude. I've, it was, I, I, nobody's ever since there, I've never had that frame of thought. And maybe he gave me, what he gave me in that moment is never get, never give anybody that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's what it was like. Um, and so that's why nobody else has taken, cause I've been smashed just as much as that or worse. Right. Mm-hmm. But I've never, maybe he had to teach me not to allow myself to give that mm-hmm. because I gave, I probably gave it to him. Right. He didn't take it. Maybe I gave it to him. I don't know. Um, where was I going with this? Um, oh, the other thing that I that I work on is I know people can do really interesting things in jiu-jitsu, right? I am not going to be one of those interesting players, right? So when they flip me and do all that stuff, I'm going to work my defense skills. And I, and I know that they say this is a white belt. Like, you're all, just defend, just defend, defend. But I've gotten some pretty good at just being like okay you young kid you're gonna you're gonna flip me over and do that thing okay give me just give me two minutes and i'm gonna work out of this and then i'm gonna be on top again mm-hmm. right and i'm gonna i'm gonna do that but you're gonna come out of the gate flashy i'm just chill i'm gonna work my defense work my shit get out of it and start smashing mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah after rolling with marvin i i just Opened my mind up, like, dude, gotta just keep getting better. Gotta keep working. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. I love rolling with him because he brings <sighs> yeah. out the best in me. Oh, yeah. He's bigger than me, so I use like mm-hmm. as much strength as I possibly can. My technique has to be as good mm-hmm. as it possibly is. And uh, yeah, then just like he brings out the best in me. Mm-hmm. Let's me know I got a lot of work to keep doing. He's- so don't get lazy. Don't get complacent. You know, he's an old power left. He's younger than me, but old power lifter guy. So he, he has a little compassion for me. So when after he kills me, he stops and shows me some things, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. 
I love this. Yeah, Try that's this, such, you know. such a good thing about our gym. Yeah, you get exactly. smashed by someone, they go, "Oh, hey, by the way, this is how I did that." That's this is how I did that. Yep. So now you can go and do that. Or you have Rich who just sarcastically, yeah, beat you down by, "Oh, you're gonna do that? That's that's your game." <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> dude." <laughs> Matt does that too. Yeah. But you know, Rich is like one of Matt's yeah first students, so. Yep. Of course, he's gonna follow in his footsteps yeah, in that in Matt that manner. Did. Yeah, Matt does that too. That's true. Yeah, Matt. Um, we were rolling the other day, and I did like a, like a sidestep past his guard, and he goes, "Oh, is that your move?" I was like, "What?" Ah, Just that's funny. Fucking roll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I love that shit. So, yeah. um, we went all kinds of places here. Um, I just wanted to touch on something that you asked me about the state of the world and all that stuff. I do have a lot of hope and I do have a lot of that. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be different, mm-hmm. right? Things are going to change. It's going to be different. It's not going to be, nothing is always, nothing stays the same. So it's going to be different. Do I want us, do I want our democracy to fall? By no means. No, I don't. Um, but it could. Yeah. I mean, it could, it, it's going to change. Um, and sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. Right. Mm -hmm. Was, do I hope that the Trump years was our worst years? Right. Like in the sense of like, um, splitting the country and we're going to work on getting back together. I hope so, but it doesn't, it doesn't appear today that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think a lot of AOC type people and that young, young super left, really mean really really mean to people that don't believe the same and I don't like mean people on either side like mm-hmm. I don't think that that's I don't like scare tactics mm-hmm. I don't like being making people afraid right um, as a way of of getting your um, point across right I think you should be educated and you should explain why you think it's this way and give a good thing and not out of fear Mm-hmm. Right, I get fear cells, but yeah, totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to answer that, and then you've got to put your shit out there. All right, so right now I'm in the process of saving money because I want to take a trip to Thailand, and I want to stay over there for an extended period of time, whether that be one month, two months, three months. Okay. And the whole goal of this trip to Thailand is to train and learn Muay Thai. Oh, that's it. Shit. Like I want to do like a little pilgrimage as a Shugyosha, okay, a traveling uh, martial artist that's outside of his school's protection on his own, just training in gyms. So, have you ever? I've done some striking with okay. Zach over okay. at LFC. Okay probably less than like 10 classes. So okay. I have a little bit, I mean, barely nothing really. Okay. Um, but I definitely want, I want to learn more and okay. have an interest. And I want to like, as I'm doing this, keep doing jujitsu and rolling and everything. Okay. Um, so that's currently what I'm saving my money for. How, how old are you? I'm 29. 29. Yeah. So, and then another thing that I want to do is I also want to do an MMA fight. Um, oh shit. I've, thought about this for a long time and I've wanted to be in that arena 
just to see like how I could how I handle it, what it's like, how I like how do I respond? Um, and I know it's going to be a huge challenge and it's going to definitely keep me disciplined training for it and like to really commit. Mm -hmm. So I want that growth and I want that challenge. Um, so I'm gonna throw that out there too. That's something, it's just a bucket list fucking thing. Fucking love it. So want to do that. I, I was talking to Otto a couple weeks ago. I'm just talking about like his future in college and, things like that and I said dude you're young do anything after that. I said you could travel to Brazil mm-hmm. and just train jiu-jitsu if you love jiu-jitsu I said I'd even fund it if that's if you said I'm gonna go dad I want to go to Brazil and train with the best jiu-jitsu player or whoever or go to this but I said I'd fund that right like I'm passionate about people's passions right mm-hmm. like if you if my kids want to do something alternative like I can't afford college like I'm, I'm not gonna be. A, I'm gonna. I can help them, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be able to pay their way through college, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not happening, and they know that. Um, it's no secret. I mean, we made sure that it wasn't a secret to them that that they're. We just can't afford three boys' college. This isn't gonna happen. Um, but we'll help you figure out your dreams and shit. But like, that's cool, right? Like, go fucking do. So I would say to you, I'm not gonna fund it. I'll give you a hundred bucks or two. <laughs> Um, but fucking do that shit. Like save as much fucking money as you can mm-hmm. and go travel and then learn that and then save as much money as you can and go do or fucking mop the gyms or whatever the thing you need to do. This mm-hmm. is the time in your life to go do that shit. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. Dude, that's you, like one. Yeah. I tell myself that I'm like, dude, you have no girlfriend. You don't have kids. This is you totally free, total freedom. You can go and do this cool shit. And then, like, the doubt and, like, the insecurity and the, the scared part of my brain is pops up. And he's like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Like, are you serious? Like, you're 29. You, you want to go train Muay Thai? Like, what? Why not? I know, right? But there's, like, that the the okay. doubt and the insecurity. That How still can like I help you up. with the doubt and the insecurity, right? Like, that's the thing is, like, and I don't mean as your therapist, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, as a as a friend, right? Like. What and somebody that has three kids and and has and has mm-hmm. been a parent since they were twenty nine, right? Do I regret any of it? No, but what I can tell you is that will all come if you want it when you want it, mm-hmm. right? I know somebody that had their first kid at forty eight and as happy as can be, and but lived a whole kick ass life until they were forty eight, and then now is ready to have a kid. So. There will be plenty of time in your life to work a full-time job and to have a family, mm-hmm. right? You're not missing. There's nothing you're missing, right? You just do the thing you want to do and you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I I know, but yeah, it's definitely good to hear from uh, someone like you that you know I respect, one of my peers, to he- uh, someone that's older that's walked that road. Be like, yeah, it'll happen. Dude, I wanted I wanted to climb fucking mountains. So what did I do? I I um, put my tail between my legs, moved home with my parents, saved a fuckload of money, and took a course in Alaska to learn how to climb fucking mountains and then climb mountains and then did climb mountains for a while. Right? Like and I did that and traveled. Like I and I lived in Colorado and I lived in North Carolina and I lived and I did shit, right? When I was mm-hmm younger like 
and that's how I was going to live my life. And, you know, and then now this is the life that I live and now I'm going to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. did I, I, one of the, my favorite things about Australians is they have this mentality of like this travel. They'll say they'll work in Australia because of, you know, the, they live on this fucking gigantic Island, but they want to see the world. So they work, 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 and then they travel the world and then they find jobs when they're traveling, right? And work in the, these places. I've met three or four Australians that that's what they did. And they said that's what their peers would do. And then they eventually go back home and get a family and do all that stuff. But they fucking travel and work at camps and mm-hmm. all this shit, man. It's fucking awesome. I say go for it. Do you have a dollar amount that you're that you um, have to have? Well, I want to have two grand saved up part okay. of cash. And okay. then buy the ticket. Okay. And so I'll probably, I want to like buy the ticket six months in advance at okay. least because okay. the earlier you, or the, yeah, the earlier you book the ticket um, and like the longer you stay, the cheaper it's going to be. Right. So, and the living expense is so low that that's the biggest overhead is getting there. Okay. So how much is a plane ticket? Uh, like 640, 700 bucks maybe. Okay. You know ballpark around there so when do you have to buy the ticket so i, well, I, I would have tell to buy you the ticket anytime i can buy it whenever i want so that would be so right the, now i'm just stacking and trying to save money right so the question is is the buying the ticket the thing that's not that's getting in your way as in like putting off buying the ticket right so if you it buy be, the ticket it definitely could be then you're committed yeah right on some level you can always mm-hmm. back out but mm-hmm. but buying the ticket could be the thing that's keeping you from mm-hmm Cause you can go, oh, I can, I can always buy the ticket. I'm saving the money. I can always do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it is, mm-hmm. but could be. So maybe you should buy the ticket. Yeah. Or maybe you should I, say, I have enough money to buy the ticket. Now, if I did that, then I would be back to saving for the trip. Right. So, and then it would give you more incentive to, to save. save for the trip. Yeah. So if you, you could also give yourself a, a window, right? Like July 1st, I'm going to buy the t- the plane ticket, right? No matter what, I'm buying the plane ticket July 1st. Then that's six months, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have enough time between now and July 1st to continue to build your your savings. Mm-hmm. Then you do it, then you deplenish it, but then you have to just get on. I should do that. That's yeah. a good idea. That's, that's what I would suggest. I should, yeah. I already, I committed for this next month the month of May is to like build my checkings account back up. Okay. And then after that, it's back to putting my money away for the trip. Yep. So yeah, sometimes you have to have that level off in the checking account Mm -hmm. and then build back up. Okay. Kick ass. That's a great fucking plan. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Yeah. And it'll be the first trip out of the country ever, ever. Oh, fuck. And I've never seen the ocean. You've so, never seen the ocean. You are ocean. just a Kansas boy, I'm a aren't you? Kansas boy, man. I got to get out of here. Fuck yes, I you do. Get the fuck out of here. You fucking got to get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm I'm sad because I'm that's who I am. I would be sad that you're. But you need to go. Mm-hmm. You need to go. I, mean, I can always come back. You need to this go yesterday. Like Believe home, me, I so. I fucking came back. I get it. Yeah. But you need to go yesterday. Yep. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This is Kansas. I mean, it's it's great. For, for building a family and shit like that, but mm-hmm. you're not there. Mm-hmm. Go see the fucking world. 
Hell yeah. That's what I love. And I'm going to have those fucking dudes back on. Nick and Tommaso. Yeah, dude. Right? I'm so like, impressed by those guys. Like, everywhere that they've been. Like, the fact that they can speak multiple languages. Like, dude, they are incredible people. Fucking, fucking Nick. Fucking, right? Yeah. I'm going to go to Japan. He's got the strongest fucking mind of anyone I've ever met. I'm like, going to go to Japan. Okay, so he goes to Japan. And then he's like, I'm going to go to that university where they teach judo. What? Yep. And the fact that he just like hiked across Spain. Right. Can't see. Just, just yeah, so I need to, you know, get better at asking people for help. So I'm going to hike across Spain. I'm just going to, yeah, start walking. Fuck. Hey, can you tell me which way is east, west? Motherfuck, man. I love how he has fucking hassles Trevor sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Night class. <laughs> dude, cracks so me up. funny. Yeah, dude cracks me up. See, that's the thing. He can't see. And he's doing shit. Mm-hmm. That should be your motivator. All right. All right. Sure. We're gonna wrap this up. Um, but your your homework, okay? Before we chat again, will be to listen to "Can't Hurt Me" and the Four Agreements. I can do that. All right. Because that good. will help you with. I think that will help you get some of your goals. Hell yeah. Accomplished, Bryce. Great conversation, dude. Thanks for having thanks me for coming on. on. This is awesome. All right. All right, everybody, remember um, forging perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Peace.